This is Alexander Darwin McAllen. You're listening to Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Scott and Paul's Rambling Podcast. Hey. Scott McLeod here, as always, joined by Paul Brown. Mm. And, well, haven't we got a lot to talk about today, Phil? We certainly do. We yes. certainly do. We, we owe the listeners a double Fraser for one thing. Yes. And There's been a lot happening in the world of WWE. Mm-hmm. There was, there was, last time there was a Hall of Fame announcement that I forgot to mention, but now since then there's been a second Hall of Fame so announcement. you and, have two to mention. Yes, and also, I was at the Square Goal last Sunday. SW Square Go. Nice. I'm assuming that was a battle of fun, battle of laughs. Yep. Cool. Although something happened there that came back to about me, but I'll get there eventually. Uh, that's, that's, that's to be told. Yes. But uh, first, just, how are you, Phil? Because we don't get, I don't get to see you much outside the podcast. So it's all, you don't so know. When, I, like, like when, I do, when I do ask, how are you and what you've been up to, I'm, I do generally want to know what you've yeah. been up to. I do, I do lament that fact on occasion, Scott. I do. I think we should associate more out with the show. You know, but we are both busy individuals out with the show. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, uni and all that, yeah. I have had my, and I know not a lot of people would class it as such, but I've had my first haircut in six years. Which is, which is still a weird sense to hear. Yeah, but it, to most people it's not much of a haircut. I, I went in and I got my hair tidied up at the bottom, basically. Mm. Because I went in and I seen the, the hairdresser woman. Mm-hmm. And she said, if you're growing it out, she, she made me, she actually made me stand up right. because, because my hair is and was so long. Yeah. It was too long for me to sit on the chair. <laughs> she, she couldn't. See, that's a sign you need a haircut. Because I always often wonder, because for me, my hair kind of goes, doesn't go like down. I don't like my hair getting too long, so I know there's a certain length it gets to, like, this needs to cut, but yeah. I prefer having short hair. Oh, you see, my my hair, when it was, like, when it, many moons ago, when it was around your length, yeah. my hair kind of grew as a similar way your hair grows. Mine kind of grew in an erratic, all over the place kind of way. Yeah. But eventually gravity took over and it was <laughs> long, you know. Yeah, because I was on, like, people like yourself, like, I've, I, don't, I can't do long hair, but some like yourself, like, when it gets to certain I've always wondered... What, what, at what point do you realise, like, yeah. I need to get this cut, but then, like, I think not being able to sit in a hairdresser's chair is probably... <laughs> yeah, I suppose that's the thing for most people, but I'm, you know me, I like... It's a hair equivalent of not being able to see your toes, <laughs> when you realise, I need to lose weight. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's actually quite a good analogy, that one. Yeah. But no, I, you know me, I like my hair. Very, yeah. I'm very, very, very proud of my hair, in fact. You know, mm-hmm. it's, it's my one... Like, you know how lots of people have things about their appearance or body or something? They're, yeah. They have one or two things they're generally particular about. You know, it could be clothing or yeah. some shit or a particular fucking aftershave or some shit. Mm-hmm. Mine's is my hair, you know. I've always loved my hair and I've put a lot of effort into growing the fucker, you know. Yeah. But, um... I didn't think it was getting dangerously close to you potentially sitting on your hair. Oh, well, I was sitting on it. I was, but... Excuse me, I had to relight the cigarette there. But um, 
the woman said to me, like, if you're growing it out, it does, because I went in, because it is looking a bit dead in certain parts, you know, yeah. and she said, come in every three months, uh-huh. and she'll do the same, tidy the ends up, and eventually it'll grow it and look a lot healthier, so, yeah. I'm going to, I'm basically doing maintenance, yeah. maintenance on my hair, because I always, and I'm using like a horse term, you know, I always bridle a bit when I go near a barber's, so you know what I mean, I don't, I don't appreciate it, the minute I see the chair, I'm like, uh, you know, don't take him near the barber's, I'll spook him, yeah, yeah, well, I remember when I was a, when I was a small, small kid, mm-hmm. my mum took me to the barber's and I actually started crying and <laughs> I was not happy, you know, even as a kid I wasn't happy. With the barbers, you so, know what I mean. So even as a kid, you were obsessed with your hair. Yeah, yeah, and I, I think I've got a reasonable length still, you know, of my hair. I'm just kind of for the first day, I was sitting grabbing my ponytail and going, ah, uh, uh, where's it gone? <laughs> you know, but it's still it's still long hair and it will grow, and I'm coping with it. I'm coping with the loss of the excessive length, just about. You should see him right now. He's going through the five stages of grief as we speak. Yeah, yeah. I also this week um, re- re- reintroduced myself to an old favourite programme of mine. Alright. The Mighty Morphin Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I watched. I went onto Netflix and watched uh, Day of the Dumpster, the first one. Alright. And I watched the, the season, the episode arc, so the Green Ranger introducing. Yeah. You know, like Tommy the Green Ranger. Yeah, okay. And... Watching it now, like watching it as a kid, you're like, yeah, Power Rangers, this is cool. And watching it now, mm-hmm. you can go, huh, I can see the joint in that guy's costume in the fucking Zod <laughs> outfit, you know what I mean? Like on Jason's uh, yeah. Tyrannosaurus Zod, yeah. there's one fight between the, the, the Tyrannosaurus Zod mm-hmm. and the Dragon Zod, yeah. and I think all the guys, the top part almost comes off. <laughs> You know, and you're like, ah, oh, that's nuts. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's a fun program to watch. Yeah. Even now, it's a fun program to watch because the acting is kind of sketchy. Yeah. You know. Well, it's 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 very. I think cheesy is a good, is a good way to describe yeah. it. It's just watching Jason played played quite excellently by actor Austin Saint John, mm-hmm. who is now I think a fireman. Right. You know, I think he's a fireman, like like um, Scotty Too Hotty. <laughs> you know, but um. It's just whenever he did the thing, you know, it's morphin time. Yeah. And they're all going, what, what Tyrannosaurus, pterodactyl, yeah, triceratops. And then you get Trini going, it's not one word with her, it's saber-toothed tiger. I know. <laughs> you know? And I was watching it, I thought, would it not be cooler if she just went, saber-tooth? Mm-hmm. You know? Because went, Tyrannosaurus, pterodactyl, blah, 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 saber-toothed tiger. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, and Jack, mastodon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? And also, I remember, even then, and now, despising Alpha 5. Really? You know, the little even, fucking... Even, even as a kid, yeah, yeah, the little robot guy. I just wanted to kick him right in the nuts. <laughs> if he had his little robot balls, you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I, mean? I think it would with, hurt your ears a lot more than it would hurt with, him. With his little, aye, 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 aye. And you're like, shut up! Go away, you little fuck. I think it would hurt you a lot more than it would hurt him, yeah. given the fact he's a robot. Yeah, like I said, I was watching the, the series arc with Green Ranger, and yeah. see when the Green Ranger deactivated the wee fucker, yeah. I was like, ah, good. <laughs> Kill the wee bastard. Make him go away. The series would be so much more bearable without Alpha 5. But, like, watching it with my, my kid, right? Mm-hmm. It, it were, you, just were, got... were you watching it mainly to show him, or were you no, just no, watching it? No, no, I was it, wa- I'm talking to... about the newer... 
right. you know like the like, multiple different Power Rangers you get like fucking Ninja and them. Samurai and all that garbage the bad guys as it went on get more and more and more and more and more ludicrous as did the Power Rangers well when you think about it it's going along as long as it has they're, you need the run out of ideas you need yeah yeah it's just like we, we don't even have a a sort of fun stupidness to them now we're just annoying mm-hmm. you know and and like I say the Power Rangers they're just really gay <laughs> you know? they're just really really gay and I don't know if that's just because me growing up, I remember the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers being. I think, I think it might have a mix you know, like, to do with it. That was me. Like I grew up in, like in my mind, that's the Power Rangers, no less garbage like you see nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, but I will admit I did enjoy the film. Or oh, the newer one. The newer film I mean, with Brian Cranston is with Zordon. I haven't even seen it. Ah, oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. And I also, I think, I'm not even sure, but that good place that I watch. Yeah. I think. I think maybe one of the guys in that is a black ranger in that, or the blue ranger in that, I think. I might be wrong, but I think. I don't, I don't know if you are, like, I mean, you haven't seen a good place, so you know, like I said. Yeah, yeah, but I, wa- I watched the Power Rangers, I got my hair cut, and, uh... Yeah, that's good when you watch a TV show that you haven't watched. And, like, well, sometimes it can be good, sometimes it just makes you even more frustrated. Yeah, yeah. Show. Well, when you said you'd want to do it, that was not the thing I was expecting you to say. No, it was, an, it was a nice wee nostalgia trip. Yeah. And also this week, I went and watched, uh, out of my wrestling collection, mm-hmm. I watched Mania 15. Alright. And it was really fun because it was one of the ones I haven't watched as much as I have the other ones. Mm-hmm. So, I only knew the winners of the main events, mm-hmm. you know? So it was cool to watch one of my tapes where I was... What was it again? Mania 15. Alright. You know, but it was really cool to watch it and some of the matches no knowing who won it. Yeah. You know, it made it exciting. Mm-hmm. You know, it was a fatal a fatal four way elimination IC title match between yeah. Goldust, Road Dog, Shamrock and Val Venus. Mm-hmm. Which was involved when Goldust had come to the ring with the blue meanie and Ryan Shamrock. Yeah. You know. And Goldust ended up getting eliminated thanks to Ryan Shamrock because it had come down to him and Road Dog, And it was one of these silly old things like, you know, the Irish whip off the rope. Yeah. And Ryan Shamrock supposedly was going to grab the Road Dog. Yeah. But grabbed Goldust. Uh-huh. And Goldust lost. Road Dog retained his title. And... It was just funny watching the Blue Meanie laughing and going, ha 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 ha, when Ryan Shamrock got told to piss off by Gold <laughs> Dust. You know what I mean? So, it was fun. It's, it's, the idea of Road Dog as IT champion is just... Uh, you never liked that? Yeah, no. I, I, I thought Road Dog as IT champion was a lot more legit than Billy Gunn. I, I always preferred him as a singles wrestler than Billy Gunn. I know, mm. Road Dog just made me fit more as a tag team because he, he pretty much did the same stick outside of... Tag wrestling. Out of tag team. And he did when he was... Well, could you see him doing any other stick? I no, mean, that's you remember... That's why you keep him in the team. Like, why would you... You remember when he was just Jesse James, the cowboy kind yeah. of gimmick he had? And that was kind of nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, with, 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 like, he's n- no lip syncing anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? But no, it was fun watching it. And, 
I had a, I had a generally good week, mm-hmm. you know, of nostalgia and haircuts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. So, yeah, what about you? I've had a okay week, like, you know, I've had your new deadlines to finish. Yeah. Which is always fun. <laughs> but uh, also, I've been doing uh, some work placement for, for uni. Yeah. Uh, I did some stuff for Insider, uh, the website, some uh, news pieces, and I did a couple of wrestling, got to do a couple of wrestling with stuff for Mirror Sports. That's pretty cool. One of them is all in uh, NXT UK, and that's been up now. Yeah. We says the time recording. I don't know about the other one. The other one is about uh, the presidential Batista Triple H match at WrestleMania. Yeah, yeah. After, we'll, we'll talk about that. Yeah, after what happened on this <laughs> we'll Monday's talk Raw. About and uh, before I get to ICW, unless oh, no, I know, I should talk about ICW first. Yeah, you should. You should. Uh, that Go one on. past the Sunday, I was up with the guys at ESS, uh, ESSR, as I usually am. Yeah. A uh, group of guys, and like we're in SWGC, it's a new, relatively new venue because I hadn't heard of it until recently. Yeah. So that's also where the Undertaker show at Way Inside Roots is going to be in May, which I'm going to as well. Alright. But it wasn't until the, I think it was until the Undertaker like, venue and details about tickets were announced Yeah. that I'd heard of the venue. Like, what the fuck is SWGC? And then, then the Hydro will be announced that the SWGC would be holding Square Go. I'm like, alright, and uh, apparently, well, what I've heard, it's mainly used for raves, uh-huh. so, it's, so it's a decent sized building, right. so like, with a ring in it you can get like, close to a thousand people, and thankfully after like, the whole back of the, with the, the hydro not being sold out, yeah. and uh, the last couple of eight clubs haven't been the best attended, uh, thankfully this show was sold out. Oh, that's good. And you could, uh... And you walked in, and essentially it looked like a warehouse that the thing was being held in. That seems pretty, pretty cool. It pretty much looked like, or some people have compared it to like the look of the garage, but just yeah. extended without the balcony. Yeah, but that's pretty cool. I mean, a warehouse seems like a good venue for a wrestling gig, mm-hmm. you know? And like I said, because being a big warehouse, I think it's very spacious, so you can get more people in, I'll say, sell more tickets and make more money. Yeah. And uh, we found a good spot where we had to, we walked all around and we were near the ramp where everyone was coming out and the commentary desk was behind us yeah. and then you can just hear the commentators <laughs> so occasionally you can just hear the commentator talking as you can see really yeah. I often I often wondered how annoying that was as a commentator like you see when you watch all the old pay-per-views back yeah there were like a dozen or so dickheads behind the commentary table mm-hmm. always going like you know there were signs and shit like you know like how often did the king or JR just want to turn around and go, do you know what? Fuck off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> go over there. Yeah, like Billy Cook, where the commentator, he always comes out with somewhat like really like just random like stuff on his commentary. So occasionally when you're actually at a show live, you're kind of wondering, like, oh, I bet Billy said something funny about that. And you listen back to it, you watch the match back and you can hear some of the jokes. Say, yeah. Even so, but yeah, you're, you're kind of getting a mix of both. And you think, I often think. Like when there were commenta- people sitting behind the commentary, you always wonder like how much different their experience is to somebody sitting way up in the way, back. Way up in the back, like they can watch the match, but they can also kind of hear what the commentators will say, especially if they were sitting behind like JR and the King, because yeah. you guys weren't exactly quiet. I always, always thought, like I say, I've never been to a wrestling show, but I always thought how annoying it would be to be up in the rafters or something and watching it like. Having to really watch it on the big screen or something. Well, well depends where you are, because like, there are certain positions where like being up high is better, like, cause you, if you get better view of the ring. Oh, I suppose. And also, if you're on, like, if you're further up and you're on a certain angle, the seating, 
like when people stand up, like it's not that bad. Yeah. Especially if you're like, if you're there's a certain bit where if you're further up the top and there's nobody behind you, it doesn't matter if you stand up if you keep if you stay standing for a period because there's nobody behind you. Yeah. You, asking you to sit back down. Uh, they were there. It was a good spot, mind you. We did have it was a bit of a fight to get past everybody to get into the bar or to the toilet, but <laughs> it was a decent enough for like to get the view that we had. Yeah. And if actually, if you watch, I watched a bit of it back on uh, demand. Uh, actually, I'll be on demand. That is. Yeah. And it, when it when it zooms out a wee bit, when it's shown the ring and it's shown like the full like ramp and the commentary desk, you can actually see most of us are, are at the far right corner of the <laughs> screen all this just done now. You sort of sit there, ah, we're on TV. Oh no, we're standing. Ah. There were some seats, but we were we didn't pay for seats, we just stood, when, there was a big space between the seats, and I thought it was like, like, we were like, why is nobody standing there? It's a good view, you can <laughs> see everybody who's coming out. We all just stood out in there, and like, and then uh, I remember after the, there were four title matches, a uh, 15 minute intermission, and then the square goal match. Yeah. And uh, I remember after the uh, we were getting like rounds in, and uh, there was one where we after the uh, world title match, which closed the first half, Aye. we all went and got double drinks. Where essentially we didn't have to go back, so we got okay, we got one drink, and then so we don't need to go and miss anything. The square goal got another drink. We opened with the tag title match. It was the Kings of Catch against the POD, and it was this was a really good month to start off with because. All people were very annoyed and felt like the crowd kind of got deflated when they opened with the TLC match at the Hydro, which every for the non containers, which everyone thought the uh, Kings were going to win. Yeah. Before the POD kind of got involved got, and screwed them and they got the thing and uh, now it's built this match and the POD had actually beaten Kings uh, actually in like singles matches and lead up to this. Yeah. And kind of, what do I say, squash? We kind of got fought the King by the, the former Tad Chucks in a rematch and beat them in quite dominant fashion, so they were. They had the momentum going in, but I think everybody was quite, like, so hyped up to be like, is this it? This is the night the Kings of Catch finally do it. Because, like, they've been around for, like, at least three years as a team. <laughs> and and through all the companies they've wrestled in, yeah. they've only won one other set of, like, tag belts. And that's in, like, WrestleZone, which is up in Aberdeen. They've never been the ICW tag champs, but, you know, everybody wants them to be. So it was a pain that when there's something you want to be a champion and it never happens. Like yeah, they keep people keep referencing how much similar the young bucks like as it ends up some their opponents will refer to them as the Tesco value young bucks, <laughs> or uh, like our used to refer to them as the young fucks on commentary. That's a bit negative in it with Tesco value young bucks. The <laughs> <a> shame. <laughs> could be it could be called the Poundland young bucks. Pound stretcher. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> the Aldi bucks. <laughs> as the smart price. <laughs> Right, we'll get that's too yeah, far. That's too <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's plenty, Jack. <laughs> uh, right, that that was it. I think it was the right opening match because everybody was quite hyped. Up and honestly, the open match people are going to be into anyway because the start of the show everybody is here for a good time. So, and uh, they were going through the crowd and uh, at one point, uh, Lewis, some one of the fans just honed Lewis his crutch to use the weapon. Like, oh, thank you, <laughs> and just honed it back to him, and. Uh, there was a point where there was a merchandise table that got cleared and uh, Lewis got power bombs through it. Yeah. This is on the outside, so he goes to the table, but also the floor is concrete on there. Oh. So it's not nothing else like the food in the ring. Like, it wouldn't make it any less people in the ring, but at least like, there's a bit of giving the canvas, whereas... It's on like, the concrete, right. there is no give. No. So then they drag Aspen back to the ring, and essentially he gets beat down by the two big heels. Yeah. And uh, until Lewis just crawls, he's, you can just... 
the moment you just see Lewis just crawl his way over the gargoyle mm. just flips over like <laughs> just crawls back into the ring. Oh, what right, what right, good. And eventually you go back in, but we're through it, rampage into Aston. Uh, and, I, and so Aston had him in a DDT position, yeah. and then he'd net break for his Aston, so as Aston goes down, he's DDT and his own partner. Jesus. But it all went down well. Yeah. And then there was, an, but there was another table set up on the outside, and uh, Rampage on the when he gets knocked out, and then he goes to the tails, and then the tails are turned where it's the heels are now at the disadvantage. <laughs> and then the, the wee man, who's the BOD's manager, he comes in with a chair and gets a double super kick back in his face. Oh! And uh, they hit the they're finished with the Aptor Burner. The uh, Aptor Burner? Uh, named after the Bill Aptor. Because the Bucks have the Meltzer driver. The Meltzer driver. Uh, that, sounds like, that one sounds cool. Yeah. They hit the afterburner <laughs> and uh, then they, they kick out. So they go for another one and then Rampage comes and he powerbombs Lewis onto the ramp. Yeah. So not a good night for Lewis's back. It doesn't sound it, no. No. But, uh, and then they look like they've got Rampage and everybody's like, oh, surely no. Like There was a bit where everyone <laughs> at this point where we thought, like, no, this is it. Like, they're going to... Sorry, I just, oh, surely no. Because, like, it seemed like it made so much sense for the King to actually become the one contenders the Hajo, and then they didn't. So I think that, whether intentionally or not, kind of added to the tension of this match, where we both thought, like, surely, like, it's now or never. Because, yeah. like, are people going to care they find, if they finally get it, if they don't win it here? And, uh, you know, they, they didn't win, and then there was a quick cool spot where the whole thing where Rampage has uh, Aspen up on his shoulders and the same will be going for the ass power slam. Alright. And then uh, Lewis knocks Aston and a Rampage so close so allows Aspen a sunset flip uh Aston Aston's holding on a rampage. Lewis then kicks Rampage sent him flying and then means that Aston falls back into the pin and then Lewis goes on Aston's back taking a add leverage for the roll up and then that's how they got the win. Sounds awesome. So they face and then everybody like Yeah. Like, everybody, as you can imagine, was mm. elated to finally see them win the title, win the titles, and the look on their faces when they won, like, it's a problem, they can't believe, like, you sure we won? Yeah. In their faces, and there are people with party poppers, because my friend Kwaku was handing them out to people in the line, <laughs> in the queue, and outside. You see, the thing is, a couple of guys were setting up party poppers, but they didn't go very far, so they just landed on, there's a couple of rows of seats ahead of us, they landed on people just sitting there, just... Not knowing that there's any party poppers about <laughs> doing something unsuspectingly having this stuff all naked looking around like, what did that come from? <laughs> no, it definitely. No people throwing streamers and everything. Yeah. No, but like the way you describe it, it's, it's good when you get a match that's got that much going on in it as well, yeah. you know? Because a lot of matches, like, mm-hmm. can be. Well, for want of a better word, can be dull. Yeah. You know, like, especially, like. I hate to say it, but. Especially in the bigger promotions, yeah, some matches can go mm-hmm. longer than they need to go, and they'll yeah. have a lot of action in them. Like I was always a, mm-hmm. I always had a bit of a problem with that kind of thing. Like I always hated it whenever a match went into the crowd. Yeah, always hated that crap because we never did anything. We just uh-huh. kind of mildly brawled, and it went on and on. And you're like, God, so you just get in the fucking ring. Yeah, you know, or do more. You know. But it's good when a match has that much action in it, mm-hmm. you know, and back, like you say, a lot of back and forth and yeah. double super kicks to a chair in the yeah. face and shit, and like you say, the guy's back. 
Uh-huh. You know, it sounds awesome. And so, like, finally, the box won the. I said the box there, like. Yeah. <laughs> Tesco box. Uh, uh, finally, the King of the Cats won the title. And uh, also, like, when they took, like, a lap and the very, like, high five and everybody, they felt yeah. like they, like, soaked in. Everybody was. Oh, everyone, so, I think, like, given him, like, what's your fan favourite sort of, like, I think the fact that it opened kind of, like, in your mind, like, okay, if they wouldn't open with it. If they weren't going to win, because like if they lost, the crowd would kind of they risk kind of killing the crowd very early. Yeah, the crowd would probably be a bit pissed with that. Mm-hmm. So I think that you're talking about matches going too long. Like I don't think any of the matches went too long, but I think the fact there was only four other matches other than the square goal. Yeah. And the square goal, you know, in any rumble match can go at least an hour. So like I think the other matches got at least got given a good amount of time. Yeah. So then you had the women's title, women's world title, or we had the current NXT UK women's champion Tony Storm coming in. To uh, defend against the challenge, uh, Kelly Day, who actually is recently signed by NXT UK as well. She made cool. a couple of the announcements. They're doing, they're doing tapings in Glasgow and Bray, at the Brayhead Arena for NXT UK. I'm going to both nights. Yep. Rocking. And uh, I thought like it was going to be a no and thing where they debuted him at the Raw in Glasgow on, on the main roster. Oh. Uh, I thought they were going to do that for Kelly, but no, apparently she just popped up at, uh, co- at the commentary tapings like, a couple of nights before. Uh, NXT is a four square go. Right. She did in our vignette, uh, hyping up to describe herself as awesomely Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> awesomely Scottish. Yeah. Uh, uh, she walked in the ring with a pie or something. <laughs> pie in a bottle of Buckfast. <laughs> I would have, I would have <laughs> said pie in a bottle of brew, but we know that's not the sensible thing to do nowadays. But, uh, I mean, I mean, Mickey Cross did also put it on the main somebody to, on a podcast said, like, she's going to be crazy, like, you just look like kind of person and I want to see her just come down with a farm foods bag. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah, this was when I said every match, all the matches got time. This was when I think uh, there was kind of a dodgy finish to this one, but I think they could have went another five, ten minutes before they before they did the dodgy Do- finish. Dodgy in the sense like, like scripted dodgy finish or yeah, fuck yeah, up? Yeah, like, you know, scripted dodgy finish. Right. I think it was to protect both of them, both being NXT. Because NXT UK has a close relationship with companies like ICW. Because mm. so the ICW can still use the talent that are currently signed to them. Yeah. And occasionally somebody new who's within like NXT UK who's not signed as you will make a surprise appearance and they can like say, oh, mm-hmm. like, oh, guess who's coming to... Yeah, and so it's sort of back and forth. You yeah. scratch each other's back kind of deal. Mm-hmm. But, uh, so I think it's kind of protect both of them. But, uh, so I, before that, there was like all these events, like they were going for roll-ups like... Very t- both very technically thing because like if you're wanting a good women's title match like and the independent independently well not because now they're both AEW but yeah. in the world I think t- there are very few be- better women's wrestlers than these two so there's a part where they both like they're like Kaylee goes for her finisher like they're on like doing backslide Kaylee then tries to kind of backslide into her finisher like the gory bomb thing or the dirty bomb she calls it yeah and uh, yeah twenty seven reverses that into a sunset flip or there's a point where she had a pile driver on. Yeah, Kelly, she kicks it. Kelly's mm-hmm. finally finds her. Tony kicks it. There's a point to go on the middle rope with a pile driver from the middle turnbuckle, and somehow that's not it. <laughs> then uh, Storm immediately goes to follow up with her French which It's called Storm Zero, I think it is. She's just yeah. under kind of a powerbomb. And she hits it, but just as she hits it, this is when the dodgy finish happens. Uh-huh. When uh, Casey, one of the other ones, so her music hits, she hasn't been seen since France 99, which is the name of the, the uh-huh. Hydro. Which I, so I almost forgot about. Then everybody sees our music. And then the wee man, our manager, comes out like, like, like you're both very good. But I think there's somebody else who deserves to be in this spot. And 
<laughs> As everybody's looking, I look around and I can see Casey coming through the crowd and I'm pointing at her, look, she's coming. Distraction! <laughs> <laughs> and she comes in, she beats it like, she wanted, she made a point that she wanted to take the belt, but she wanted to do it from Kaylee. Aye. So uh, she hits Tony with a belt, she hits Kaylee with a belt, and goes to crop, uh, plant uh, Kaylee on a and then Tony kicks out anyway and then uh, she smacks about the ref a wee bit and the ref decides to rule the match out no contest which everybody booed to fuck which I get but they said oh there's maybe no rules in ICW but I pointed out at the start of the show Simon Cassidy went the only rules in ICW are referees discretion at all times yeah. other than that there's no rules and like and the referee's discretion was you interfered in the match you hit me and the competitors fuck it this match is getting thrown out yeah. so referee's discretion Oh, and already's right. uh, in already because they announced Shug's house party six. I sorry, but no enough people have respect for referees' discretion. Yeah, no. You know, not enough people. What always pisses me off about the whole Joe thing or the Ringside Doctors, like, it's like the whole thing with Joe, uh, like Tigger Dallas, when was trying to fuck Vicky or let Joe believe when Joe had to cut above his eye, but yeah. they're doing, they're like, they're doing their job, like the blood was going into his eye, like they need. This is the main event match, and you make sure that their competitors like. Oh able to compete which is, which is why like they need to do that because the moment they got all of they had fucking all their former employees trying to sue them for concussions yeah so, so they're like we don't want any more lawsuits please <laughs> i mean that's that's what a lot of people don't get you know, like if wrestlers are going to be like you say suing for concussions and mm. the company's going to be a wee bit more sketchy and they're taking risks that have seen that they're doing stuff out like and they're getting sued for the whole mm. steroids thing they started they made a point of Get everybody who looked like the steroids off TV. Get all the smaller guys on. Well, if I remember rightly, when when we got done for all the steroids and things back in the early nineties and things, mm-hmm. two people that disappeared rather sharpies was Bulldog and Wario. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you remember when Bulldog came back, he was half the size he was. Yep. Because when he was when he was younger, mm-hmm. and he had the, the wee braids, mm-hmm. he was, you know, he was, yeah. he was big. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was big. I remember watching him in that Royal Rumble '92 uh-huh. video, and he was like, and he's like, "I'm going to win the Royal Rumble," and he's like, "You look like, Jesus, man," <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, because he's bizarre. Three of the title matches, all the things, all the title matches, other than tag titles, involved uh, somebody from outside the company coming in. It challenged them, and everybody said this makes the title matches more predictable. And like, this is like less than two, just under two months after the Hydra. I don't think any belts are changing hands. Well, most of the belts are generally the only one we could tell was going to change hands was the tie titles, and they did. Yeah. But out of all of them, this is the one where I thought maybe actually the, maybe actually it's not going to be that predictable. Maybe the titles it's going to change hands as went on because he had uh, Ilya Dragunov coming in, who's now recently appeared. He appeared at commentary for NXT UK in a kind of a dark match. Yeah. So like he's going there against Johnson Joe Coffey with his UG belt, and they the thing where I tell you like, Joe Coffey was throwing the belt a bit, like he said, "I want a new belt. This belt looks like shit." So they brought out a new belt, which seems to just look like they've merged the old design of the GOG with the world belt. <laughs> and like it's not no that's a that's a bad looking belt, but I thought like it's too similar to the world belt. Mm. And I think like the old design kinda of set it apart. Cause like you know, thing like, I like when belts are unique and like a company doesn't have all these belts that look the same in each other. So mm. I like the XEK like tag belts because they have they have their own like unique design because like the UK and the women's belt in UK kind of look like similar design wise to how the other world and women's belts are in other brands like the design Kelly kind of like W belt with a white strap for the women and a black strap for the guys and all that mm. but uh, the tag belts are their own unique thing yeah yeah I 
I don't like the WWE tag belts. Yeah. You know, well, I'm, they're okay. I, I think they're better. The silver's better than the, the copper that they had before. Yeah, I mean, I will admit, we have we have grown on me slightly. I like, I'm more accepting of them now, but mm-hmm. I'm, I think I'm too yeah. stuck on the old, you know, the old <laughs> belt design. It's weird to think we have five sets of tag champs in, in WWE now. We have Raw, SmackDown, NXT, NXT UK, and now the women's tag belts. Yeah. The women's tag belts actually look pretty cool. Yeah, they look cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Sasha and Bailey actually made a surprise appearance at NXT. Yeah. Uh, enjoy announcing that these belts will be defended on NXT as well as Raw and SmackDown. Oh, that's cool. So that should be cool. It just means we can get more women on the roster and building up a proper division. That, that's sensible. Tag. Yeah. And you know, especially considering, because like, you've told me and I've seen... There's a lot of really good female talent on NXT, but yeah. probably only too far to be getting brought up. And I think they're, if they're wanting to do, if they're wanting to suggest doing the Mee Young Classic, they're all women's tournament more annually, then more mm. women are going to be coming in, which is going to add to the depth well, of the really, They really should, because the Merle the Daylight Games thing, yeah. the Merle, it'll, it'll wipe away the, the history of that stupid Divas division. Yeah. Because that just, that was ridiculous. Yeah. And now, now like, I've watched mm-hmm. women's wrestling now, right? I watched women's wrestling on Raw. Mm-hmm. And I watched Divas wrestling mm-hmm. a while back. And the difference is phenomenal. Yeah. You know? Like, we were, uh, when you saw, we were talking about the, uh, the best matches in NXT TakeOver history. And we were talking about some of the best women's matches, which involved Bailey and Sasha back when they were, uh, Sasha was a heel. Yeah. We talked about the, the quality of the matches. They're obviously are great. Are great. The fact that at the times is twenty fifteen, like we compare to what the women were doing on the main roster, it makes it all that more impressive for the yeah, time. Yeah, and yeah. And I point out like the like there have been great matches since then, but one of my favorite matches for the NXT Women's t- Title is also uh, outside of that is Asuka Vimmerman from uh, Brooklyn Three in twenty seventeen. I thought myself that's the first truly great women's title match. Well, on a takeover at least since Bailey and it wasn't that the women since then weren't able to do it it's just that the matches with Bailey and had set such a high bar mm. that it was hard to beat until in my mind at least until that point yeah anyway back to the Zero G bell <laughs> <laughs> back to that yeah uh, little, little sidetrack but Ilya Dragunov we want to ask him, what's how would you describe Ilya's style fast and crazy mm. <laughs> Because he, he has wild like facial expressions and he does a thing where he just does it and it's just a running head but at one point where there's a bit where like he goes he does a spin out spin out thing where he spins around shots during chest and it fucking it echoes John. the entire arena and there was a whole like close the other view all going oh <laughs> <laughs> just the sound it makes right? and there's like a gunshot going off but there's a point where they were on the ramp and then Dragon off just tells everybody who's on the seat like we can get out the way <laughs> And sausage away in the seats, and then just does a diving sent on off the yeah, the and then start a chat for you. I sent and fuck your seats, fuck your seats. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I think, oh, this is nice. I get my seat and seats. Oh, fuck, get out of the way. <laughs> fuck your seats. <laughs> yeah, nice. Well, there's a bit where you know, got sent over the back end, and the other side got sent over, and then George uh, runs start where he just leaps over like. <laughs> And uh, the whites where I really thought Ragnarok was going to take it. Uh, well, they're both going for the thing where they go for the live sport where they both hit, but neither of them will budge, and then they just keep hitting each other. And eventually, they'll spring off the ropes and hit and they both go down. And it just kept building and building and building, and it got plenty of time. And I think that as it went on, that made you more like 
you got more in there and you got more, I think it made me get more behind Dragunov. Mm. But eventually, Robbie manages to land these, just because all the best for the Bills. <laughs> like, because Meryl kept counting and kicking it on by your head, but his arm when he went for it, but eventually he just got caught with it, and that was all that Joe needed to get. And people were chatting for him as they were for all the all three imports that came in. Yeah, oh, Tam, please come back, and I really hope he does. And we all we all thought maybe he'll come back in the square goal, and he, he didn't. Well, you can imagine uh, if you watch the match, you think like he must have been knackered. <laughs> no, I missed the first wee bit of the the world title match because I was over at the bar. It was uh, Angelico, a South African wrestler, coming in and uh, to fight Lionheart, and it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah, right. Like there were some really good like spots technically, and then they kept ramping up like a uh, line art super kicking and here because he comes off the top. That but uh, like it was good, but like I think everybody's like like these matches are good, but we all these imports are coming in to challenge line art, but I think everybody's wanting a story now mm. for the belt because like. Lionheart had this whole like almost years long story with with Jackie Polo, he get which eventually coming him getting the belt. Now they want him, now they want to see him like fight to keep the belt because he fought so hard to get it. <laughs> now like, they just want they want something more with it, you know. Yeah. Uh, then there's the square goal. Now this was made a bit more interesting for our group because we drawn numbers. Where essentially, uh, you get a random number of thirty, mm. and that's your person, right? And uh, some people got two numbers, some people only got one. Alan got one, and we have a thing where. Obviously, we when the winner becomes the ace as our champion. But for this, we were doing a thing. We also did at Money in the Bank, where it was, where if your number, or where you placed on the overall total, whatever whatever number you get, if that person wins from your number, you yeah. win what we call the spare change in the tin, which is essentially a Money in the Bank sale thing. Sounds good. Yeah, but, uh, and my number is number twenty two. Yeah, and I was like, "We are really like, please don't be someone shite. Please don't be someone shite." <laughs> Who was it? It was Viper. Viper one seven and uh, I'm stopping for the waiting for the rustling to stop. Yeah, what cheddar? No, <laughs> just like then, cause she came. Out, I really go. I just went, "Yeah, somebody could." Because <laughs> there have been some shit people on the roster who thankfully came out for me and went, "Yes, I'm not going to come out my number because I only get one." <laughs> but, uh, Viper came out and I like because. Vapor is one of the people where, even though she's alone, like if they wanted to have her win the square goal, yeah. way she's facing next CW, uh, you could actually buy her as the square goal winner, <laughs> and like, I think she's actually one of the higher paid members of the ICW roster, and she helped make the women's title world belt, and she held on to it for as long as she did. Cool. This shows how much uh, she's valued for the company, and I like, think she's going to make to UK and all. Cause I was thinking of the idea, like, I wonder if, like, in a few months, like, because NXT UK is still very new, what if, after a while, they developed their women's division, how, what if they managed to uh, have the women's tie titles defended? Because I can just imagine if, like, Kayleigh Ray and Viper have had such great matches against each other, if they teamed up to fight Bailey and Sasha, just mm. what kind of matches they could have. Anyway, the square goal, she comes out, but I kind of wish I got 24, because of, because a few, uh, number 24, who comes out, his first appearance since the Hydro. Jackie Fall, <laughs> just just this Jackie Fall that is. He comes out, and and we were just all going I'm like yes, <laughs> or me more so like Jackie. <laughs> and then uh, in the back of your head going, why weren't you my fucking number, get good? Oh, that would have been oh, that would have been so good. Uh, 
Would you have been like, yeah, Jackie Polo, fuck you? Uh-huh. Uh, I think it was good having a higher number because as the high numbers got higher, like, the better the picks got. Yeah. And uh, there was a point, I don't want to go through every spot, but uh, like, uh, it was number one and two was Rudo and... Uh, or not formerly known as Redline and Liam Thompson we think but they never announced if the official the sync was an official weapon because five random entries get weapons yeah because uh, the other weapons were well Iron came at we be or something I'm assuming that was one of the weapons because they didn't see if Liam's Liam thing the weapons were a sink a crowbar uh, no a sink a beer a crowbar a chair a candlestick and later a guitar <laughs> And the guitar will make sense in a minute because number twenty eight was Credo. He came out. He, he's running. He does his wee hot spot like the fresh guy comes in, beats everybody down, and all that. Oh, yeah. And then here comes number twenty nine, Jeff Jarrett <laughs> with the guitar. God. See the wee thing. He came out. He did a three wee wee thing on the back that says slap nuts. And then I'm like, why do you come out with your WW, WCW catchphrase to your WWF music? You know, he come out as one of the other like, like Scott Hall come out to his Razor Ramon come out, but with the NWO shirt on. Yeah. It makes no sense. Like, and then he and Jackie Polo teamed up to throw out Gredo and then look at Jeff just for the three struck with him, and then he's threw out through Jeff Chad. If you were asking me what, what weird things do you think are going to happen at the start of 2019, I would not have said Jeff Jarrett could beat in the square goal, the Royal Rumble, and has a match on Raw. It's God. just weird. When did he have a match on Raw? Yeah, he had mine a couple of weeks ago against Elias. Just after the, after the whole Royal Rumble spot. With the Did he win? No, I don't think he won. Oh, good. I don't think so, I didn't watch the match. You wouldn't, would you? No. Nah. <laughs> uh, those same masked guys who had appeared at the Fight Club had showed up again, and it looks like they're kind of aligned with uh, Mark Coffey. Mm. He helped them eliminate a few people. But, uh, and now Mark Coffey's got a world title match in Aberdeen at the end of March, so you never know what's going to happen. These guys could get involved. Surprise title change, you never know. Yeah, you never know. Uh, the thing, Kenny Williams, who's a prick, <laughs> he's been he's come back in, he started slaying people, referring to them as forever trainees that come in. He mm. said, I, he's bringing back SCW back to how it should be, and like, all these guys who are coming for like the various training schools, like Sword, yeah, PBW, and uh, like uh, GBWA, and all that. And then mm. he comes out and he starts kind of promoting a bit forever trainees in his way to ring. Then he's surrounded by the purge from GPW, Leighton Buzzard for GPW, uh, Alexander Darwin McAllen from mm. Source, yeah. Crager from PBW, all these three full trainees surrounded him and they all start beating him down. Like, and I thought they should have just thrown him out. Then there's a delay where they're lifting him up, but you realise they're a few seconds off the time because then out comes Easton Reese, who's a massive guy who's aligned, who's been aligned with Kenny. Mm. And he, he comes out and he essentially saves him. He's like the big brother coming in, like, yeah, and now you see in the cartoons with the wee dog dancing around the big dog. That's <laughs> that's Kenny Williams and Easton Easton this match. Anyway, number thirty was Jeff. Uh, number thirty was Joe Hendry. Mm. We thought was the obvious pick to win it. So then Joe Hendry throws, uh, throws out Liam Thompson. Who they seem like they're the last to win it, but we then we remembered Riddle's not being eliminated. He he rolled out the bottom, rolls back in, eliminates Joe Hendry. Riddle wins. Riddle won. Riddle. Oh, Rudo. Rudo, formerly Red Light, and now nah. it makes him officially the f- first ever two-time winner of the square goal match. He oh, won the no. first ever one back in 2012. But well, what a difference, because he was the biggest heel at the time and had been for was for years afterwards. Mm. But, uh, and now he's a now he's wrestler turned face. 
and he's going up against, still going up against Dallas and can't prove like I've still got it I can still like go because he's been out for a while and yeah. uh, you know the teams are where uh, Joe Coffey came out with the TOG about formerly a client of Red Riddles and the Rural brand and then Lionheart came out and they had this kind of face off between the three of them like mm. wondering, like what's he going to do who's he going to face yeah, but quick summation of this group because I don't, I don't want to be here all day talking about this what's because yeah. once I got any rumble there's a lot happening <laughs> but uh, like oh we did joke that uh, Leighton Buzzer came at number three yeah. uh, Rudo Dentard at number two and which is weird because um, from watch back old square it tends to be like higher numbers where people yeah. tend to win from yeah so then uh, Rudo and Liam Thompson who had who started it and he, he comes out and everybody boos him because he's a heel yeah I like him because, you know, he gave us that interview and he was lovely to me. And he's also a really good wrestler, but comes out, and also because he's one of Dallas's guys, he, uh, he gets to help you by Liam and uh, Rudo. And we all do it. Like, it's like a boy getting, getting beat up by his dad and his uncle. <laughs> uncle and his dad and his dad and his uncle. Oh, speaking of which, did you see there was a new Burniston thing on? When? It was a new like, special, like, Burniston tunes in, like, You've seen the piss of like TV shows or something like that. Is that a new series or just a no, one-off? I think it was just a one-off. Ah, pain in the hole. I heard it was going to be a series. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's this year. I've just seen this one. I've never seen it yet. Well. It was the best, one of the best bits in it. I'm sorry if I'm fun spoiling it, but we've got what they're doing. I think with these guys, too, they're like running these new like shades for a colour chart. Aye. Like, your dad's old jeans. Yeah. Blue. <laughs> your dad's even older jeans. Blue. And he keeps changing shades of blue, like taking darker shades of blue, like your dad's hundred year old jeans. Blue. <laughs> your mom can't believe your dad's still got me bastard in jeans. Blue. Blue. And then comes goes a couple of colour colours and then comes back to you another shade of blue goes, Quick, get your these jeans in the bin while your dad's at the football. Blue. Blue. And it gets to red. Where's my bastard in jeans? Red. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Speaking of which, uh, did you see uh, the new square uh, Still game. I did see when you still game. Well, there was one episode on Sunday. I think it was only aired on the Sunday because of the launch of the new BBC Scotland channel. Yeah, but now, that, that channel looks really gay. I don't know. Like, yeah, I, I, I tuned in there and there's a program on of it skipping rocks or some shit like that. Right. See, it's a lot of fucking crap. I'm like, did we not learn from SDV Glasgow? Mm. A lot of piss. Because you know, you need you need you need a TV program to tell you how to skip a stone. You know what I mean? I don't even want to get into it. I'm bored even thinking about it. Yeah. But anyway, it was put on Sunday because I often think we need to launch the new channel. We need a new, a cool, like, read something, draw people in, like, still game. Everybody knows still game in Scotland. Yeah. So the first episode, and I think now we've moved it to Thursday. So there's one on, this is Friday's recording. So there's one other one on last night. I've, oh, I I've only watched, seen one. I haven't seen the second episode yet. But uh, what did you think of the first episode? Do you know? This is, this, is, this, this being also the, technology, the final year, like, I'll they, tell, they put like videos up of the clans and saying last orders and all that. I'll tell you where I'm off. Where, right. The last two seasons that have been a there was only one episode of the last two seasons that made me laugh. Like really made me Well, I mean, when we chuckle. Talk, when, 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 uh, we were talking like we not all far long in this podcast was when like season eight started. Like I think we I remember listening back. We actually we were actually commented for like the first at least the first couple of episodes of series eight. Ah, it was funny, but there was none that made you really laugh like the like old episodes did. You uh-huh. know? But this first episode, 
I've heard a lot of people being negative about it, right? But it made me chuckle. I mean, watching Winston take his leg off uh, and lump somebody with it. What was his phrase he kept saying? Uh, shut it, Tadger. Shut it, Tadger! <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Death by sesh. Uh. <laughs> See, that's the thing that the old ones are missing. You couldn't talk about it and still giggle. Uh. You'd be like, ah, ha, 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 like that, kind of. Mm-hmm. But you wouldn't be going, death like Seth. <laughs> you know, Shut it, Tadja! <laughs> That's funny. So I, I feel good about it. Also, like, like Doug, it's a great turn, yeah, just using the, getting phones yeah. and the guys run through. We want 4G, 3G, you want the stream channel. You want to talk to each other, aren't you? Yeah. It reminds me of uh, the, the fancy restaurants, you run through all different brands of beer. Like, We've got Peroni, San Miguel. Just want a couple of pints, wouldn't you? Just, <laughs> oh, in fairness, that'd be me. Yeah, that was you. It was like, Peroni, San Miguel, me club, da 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 da. You're like, just like a couple of pints. Just a lager. <laughs> That's how that'd be when I walked into the pub the other day. She's like, pint. Mm-hmm. Aye, pint. They know, they know me too well. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I do not ask for anything other than pint. Yeah, so I thought I'd. Well, I would get your thoughts because I wasn't the biggest fan of this episode. Like, there were bits in it that were, you know, like the phones. Yeah. Uh, someone's over the phones, like, Jack, phoning Victor through the, the toilet to order my pint. <laughs> <laughs> who's, in, who's in your phone? Who's in your phone book? Jack. Who's in your phone book? Uh, Victor. <laughs> Wait, right, he's a, he's a, he's a contact. No. <laughs> and the wizard that made me piss myself off and see when they got guttered they were sitting there greedy or selling eyes I looked at it we poor men quite share this I get like people saying oh it's not the same well like they're trying to like they make some jokes that are more current and the most current thing is anybody can be a fucking of course it's not the same right but You've got to remember what we have to work with in modern society, mm-hmm. and that is a, that is a whole thing, like like the whole thing about technology nowadays, and like them be, their, their characters being older don't understand well, it. And technology that's... and fucking the fact that society since first game, uh, still game first game on the air, is majorly fucking different. You know what I mean? Like back then, no everybody was a pussy. Mm-hmm. No, everybody in Nepal is a pussy. I was excluded, oh, you're alright. I was going to say, like, are you going to ask us? I'm not a pussy, nearest my pal. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Society is a pussy. To quote uh, uh, Simon Phoenix, the demolition man, society has become a Brady Bunch pussy whipped version of itself. You're Tell me p- I'm wrong. I'm not going to say you're wrong, I'm just trying to wonder if you're alienating listeners here. I'm not. I'm, just saying, I'm, just I'm saying, not like, alienating listeners I, because people who listen to, to us know what we're like I or know what I'm like. Well, sure, right, probably by now, but I'm just like, I don't want anybody to tune in and they feel like they can listen to our show. No, anyone can I, listen like, to our show. Anyone. Really? Why? I don't know how to explain it, really. Well, what, what the point I'm trying to get across here? Take a deep breath. Have a cigarette. I don't want a cigarette. The point I'm trying to make is. I don't want anybody listening and then saying like, oh, this is quite funny, and then told, everybody's a pussy. <laughs> but you see, that's that's my whole point. See, back when, mm-hmm. people would have heard that went, ah, you tadger, fuck you. No, 
they'll start greeting about it and start a protest group. You know what I mean? So, you know, as long as some people can get the whole thing, like, if it can be like the first one you said, like, ah, fuck it, and like, or they, they might even agree with you. I'm just saying, like, but saying, totally. but we don't, but we don't know who's listening to this. But that's what I mean. Like back back then, people would have heard a comment like that, or a joke, and seen it as what for what it was, <laughs> a rather offhand, rather yeah, jokey comment. I'm just saying, like we can't, like I don't want to just but, uh, to be one of the, just to turn to one of these shows where we say everybody else other than us is our soul. Why but, is no one listening to us? <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's my whole point. We live in a society now, and I hate to bring up a similar point I made on the last show. We live in a society now with we last shoes. I thought you were coming. Just, I didn't realize you were coming. I thought you were going to say. I hate to bring up the topic we mentioned last show. You mentioned on pretty much every show how much how much everybody in our. No, but racist shoes. We're in that kind of world now. I'm that not. is the world in which we live, and people like us, and I'm sure many of our listeners, right? Because we wouldn't listen to us if we didn't like us, at least a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm just saying that people really need to pull the stick out of their ass. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm not referencing our listeners. I'm just saying society in general has a massive stick up its ass, and really needs to chill the fuck out. You know, you see, like I get what you're saying, and I'm sure there are people listening who get what you're saying. Yeah, and I think this is a good way of us explaining what we mean, and we're not trying to alienate anybody. We're not trying to alienate or judge anyone. Yeah, I'm just saying, but. Uh, I imagine, like, if anybody's still listening to us at this point, if they've turned off, then they're probably the first description you gave about people who who are being offended at things. But if people are really are like, do they do have a thing where they're probably have listened to this but all that, the way through? That's what I mean, right? Seeing the ones that would have heard my first comment uh-huh. and turned off. Yes. When that is the kind of people I am talking about, the ones that did not turn off and chose to actually sit there and use their brain and listen uh-huh. to the point we are trying to make, both of us are trying to make, then those are, you know, those are people with a, that have not got the stick, uh-huh. you know, <laughs> those are people that are not afflicted with the stick. Well, it's got serious, weirdly serious, doesn't it? A little. A little serious. A little serious. Not, I think it's still light-hearted. Yeah. We're you talking about pensioners throwing their wooden legs a second ago. I know, we're talking about society having a massive stick up its ass. <laughs> But you're you're the one yeah, that you're the one that told me off. Well, I'm not trying to say, but we have we've talked to the podcast. Oh, anybody can, anybody can listen to this show and then say no. But all these people out there that yeah, we're just we're just trying to educate. I know. I'm just trying to make sure that what we see is not misinterpreted because it's very easy to do that, and that's when people kick up fusses oh, about things God, when they I miss know, it. I know. I know. That's the that's the whole problem. With people know yeah. everything is a misinterpretation. Mm-hmm. People people. A lot of the time, and I am not trying to alienate anyone here, mm-hmm. I'm just simply saying people, a lot of the time nowadays, seem to take offence at everything. Know. You know? Mm-hmm. That, that is the kind of world we live in. People take offence at every goddamn thing. Right. You know, and and you, you just want to say, chill the fuck out, man. And I'm not trying to say that you can't say this, these things about people. Yeah. That's not way. Really, I wouldn't... I, I, I wouldn't dream. I wouldn't dream of telling you. You can't see these things. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't ever say. I would say that about people specifically. Yeah. You know, because I. I mean, people are people. You know, what I mean, mm-hmm. people are everyone in the world is flawed, uh-huh. and that includes us. You know. Yes, yeah, severely. We are severely flawed. Everyone just... is flawed, but at least mm-hmm. we can laugh at ourselves. You yeah. know, what I mean, that's the problem. These people 
Let have less stick. We don't seem to have any sense of humour anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, everything offends them. Everything, nothing is funny to these people anymore. Uh. You know what I mean? <laughs> nothing is funny. What? You're not allowed to be funny nowadays without offending someone. Mm-hmm. That's the problem. You, like, like, like mm-hmm. the way you're saying, right? Like, oh, watch how we could alienate people. Blah blah blah. Right. Mm-hmm. That's the way the world is. You've got to be so. Mm-hmm. It's got to be kid gloves with everyone. Yeah, I'm not trying to be you know? I wouldn't, you know, tell me saying like you can't see the what you want because like yeah, yeah. this is your, much your show. Free so speech, damn it! Uh, this is much your show because <laughs> everybody goes on about free speech, but then says no, you can't say that. Like yeah, yeah, well, then that's not, a, well, then that's not free speech. So weird, fucked up, hypocritical, double standards. You know what I mean? Oh. So, yeah, free but speech. Again, right. Everybody, everybody in their own way is a bit of a hypocrite, are they not? Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. I think this is a bit too much for this show, even though with how much we've still got to talk about. And totally, I think we're getting I, too deep here. I don't think this is really <laughs> the reason why still game is. Your game may not be as good to some people. Maybe it's just the fact that you have you have a lot, good such good memory of still game that not a lot can measure up to. Well, not measure up to, but just the fact you love the old old stuff so much. No, it's it's like it's, it's in the same line as the, the Power Rangers discussion. You know what I mean? Yeah. I have my memories of it, mm-hmm. so everything is ultimately lined up against mm-hmm. what I remember. So nothing will ever be good. And for I'm the one that's hurting here. Nothing's ever going to be good for me because everything's already been good. You know? I'm I'm hurting here, man. Well, that went weirdly, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. From from an issue that really annoys Paul and is somewhat serious to an issue that only only affects... mainly affects me and I don't think anyone else would give a shit about. I care, man. (laughs) So the whole spare change thing with the Aces RPO, that went down my good fit. Well... Who I thought was a good friend, David Campbell. Oh. Now, we do. We've done this whole thing on ASSR where we kind of play up the idea of people being in their own e-groups and all that, and people playing against each other and competing to get this title. And like, yeah. it's done for a laugh. Like, people people would complain about people on podcasts who do shit like this, trying to get them fail and make everything about them and not about the stuff that they're talking about. Yeah. But I, I would argue, like, we the reason we do this show is for for a laugh. Yeah. For a bit of fun, like we're not getting paid to do this. Like most people, most of these guys all have their like full time jobs that they not do. Yeah, right, that they do. <laughs> all the guys on these are like have their full time jobs that they do outside, and then they come and do this. Yeah, but like it's just a bit of fun, like, and you need like that that stuff to like you like the whole thing about wrestling. It's maybe entertainment. You can take your mind off whatever else is bothering you and just have a good time. What be entertained by something? Can you stop staring at your fucking head. Up? Look at it. It's gone. Well, you're the one who went and we do that or sit or constantly sit in your hair. I don't care. I don't care about your hair. I'm trying to. I'm trying to talk about an issue here. I've not even gotten to the main bit. Go on, I'm listening. <laughs> All right, Fraser Crane. <laughs> but uh, yes. So it was all played up for. It's all played up for last. And now one of the is a group called Ross School, which one between my brother Ross, obviously the Ross and myself. Our good friend Nathan Fisher and David Campbell. And Gary Campbell was referred to himself as the goalie. He's all the Glasgow Uni Pro Wrestling Society to our account and yeah. changed, changed the profile to the goal and eventually trolls everybody else on the podcast. We, he's honestly, some of the stuff he comes out with and the fact we just like riles people up and like he, he's been one of the main people behind the whole rock thing. He's the one that's always first to bring it up. And then, and closely followed by me. 
we do it because there's some people who like who are a bit who are getting a bit sick of it on the show. Who are like, oh, and we were just trying to say them, well, it's a bit of fun, and also, yeah. as soon as we mention it, and then they suddenly got going off oh, for crazy. That just encourages us more to wind them up again. So anyway, David got number two, and even though he protested the fact he got number two, it turns out it worked well because Rudolph was number two and he won the square goal, which makes him spare oh. change in the tin. Ah. But. I got a cookie. But. I was up and I was jumping up and down, I was like, oh, giddy, like, yes, here we go, one spare change in the tin, isn't this great? And then I found out I had won the sweep, surprisingly. Ooh. Yay. Don't tell me too much. Too no. Like, I was like, oh. So yes, the Roscoe has now got the belt and the spare change in, and all four of us were going to be on a show in a couple of weeks. It's our WrestleMania quiz, second yeah. quiz, because we did one. They did one last year. And like so, like oh, we're all four of us are going to be on the show together. We'll have the belt and the spare change, and we're going to wind everybody up. Mm. It's going to get real up. We're going to have a good time and make sure one of us has the, thing, the belt at the end of it. Mm-hmm. And we're all doing. And then Duke Campbell comes in. He comes, he brought this bottle of uh, Chlor, I think it is, and uh, I'd never had it before. But he, but, just, he brings it to. Like, Ad- adult fizzy drink. Yeah. He brought it to we like I see hand to one to me, me and him are having a like we're cel- this is a championship celebration. Yeah. Be, there's a photo out there of me and him he's got his wee he got a wee can thing which uses as his tin. I said I sense there's, there's gonna be a butt here. There's a, a visual rendition his tin, me with the belt, holding up and we're wee glasses, we tear we tears and we're taking the fists during mm. the butt too. And then right at the very end, uh David you know, said like, Yes, we're here for a championship celebration and then he turns to me and goes but not Scots, and then I clutch the doctor like, no! And David proceeds to turn his back on me, on Roscoe, and now he's he's, fucked, he's fucking off and he's joined, he started recruiting people from the podcast for his own time, the four goatsmen. That's both good and shit at the same time. Has he turned heel? Essentially turned heel. We were all te- already technically heel, but technically we've turned face, or at least I have. <laughs> and, uh, he cast then his fucking thing on me and you should there's a video and they go, yeah, I don't want to show but there's a you listen to the episode just for the end and just for how how angry he gets and how dramatic the moment is Cause like, <laughs> so he cashes in and the whole thing is he cash in and the whole, whoever the host prepares a question mm-hmm. essentially whoever gets the question right win and uh, the question was how many pay-per-view appearances has Kofi Kingston been on and I'm thinking like what the fuck am I supposed to know that yeah. and I'm thinking because I'm under pressure like I'm getting cashed in on this in my belt because <laughs> I, I held it once for at the, at the one at the Rumble lost the elimination chamber then won it back at square goal like, two time winner yeah, yeah. <laughs> after going so long without it I'm like I can't let it go now I, I just I panicked I just put a random like he's been in a lot and it's then to the closest wins I just put 56 I knew deep down there probably wasn't right David mm. put 60 the answer was 90 he was That's closer. Hard. If I just if I at least if I even put like sixty one or at least anything over sixty, I'd still have the belt right now. It's not just to put the belt. I feel, I feel for you, man. It's not just that he, had, he took the belt. The fact that he just wait. Oh, he's just turned it. I feel like there should have been two cookies in this bag now. I could have cheered you up with a cookie. I know, like, I know. You want some cookie? No, I'm good. <laughs> but all people would say like, oh, it's just a, a thing. Like, yes, play for fun. Part of me was legit annoyed at him. Because <laughs> the fact that I, we're building this thing up and he just turned it around. And, I, and he took it out. Like, even if, like... Turned it around and slapped you right in the face. Like, it. It'd be maybe better if I'd somehow got the question right. It would have made his big speech a bit, a bit shit <laughs> after losing. But he'd still... we still have the quiz and the fact that he turned on us and, like... Oh, I was so, I was so annoyed at <laughs> And he was, like, me after the show, like... Well, and the Roscoe thing was getting a bit much. We needed a change up. This makes the Mania quiz so much interesting. And I went, 
I like things the way they were. He's like, yeah, but we've been, you know, it's more interesting now because you guys are going to be coming after me and the quiz rather than the four of us going in. Like, I was looking forward to the four of us going. That was the whole point of all four of us being on the show. So, okay, Scott, you will again. You will be a three time champ. You're damn fucking right, I will. Damn right. I'm in your corner, man. Thank you. But, eh. Uh, I've got my cheering. I'm your cheering section, man. <laughs> yeah! But, anyway, so, yes, the Mania quiz is in two weeks. We have myself. Ross and Nathan are all, you know, but I think for that one show we're going to put aside the whole group thing because all three of us went away with this. It's the only commonality we have is that we don't want David Campbell to win Yeah. Mind you though, Fastlane is the Sunday before, but so that could change everything. Like, David might not even have the belt by then. Well, One of us could have it. Fastlane, man. What? Fastlane, it's a set pay-per-view. Mm, I know, it's just, just so pointless as Fastlane. Yeah. But, eh. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that happened... Like, everybody, people were saying, like, be careful. Some people said to me, be careful, you'll turn on you, like, no, he's my friend, but no. And we were all talking about how. You are my friend, man! How, just right, it was a bit of Ed, he then does this. We were talking, this is weird, we'd been talking about the breakup of DIY when, at the crew, when the watermark came up, and then the turn happened, and we thought it was the end, but no, swerve! <laughs> That's what it felt like to me. That's why he did it then, because he knew that it would. It'd be fitting in. Just, I it's just the, iron, it's the there, irony that hurts. We just see you sitting there going, "You are my brother, man. You're my friend." He does this whole speech as a bit of a low, and where people are like, "Oh my god, this happened," and then I just went, "You son of a bitch!" <laughs> <laughs> like, mm. like the whole show had been all so. Sorry, I almost shot him. We're all buddy, buddy. Like he's the, and he'd been the main advocate of whole the whole Roscoe thing for ages, and then. Then he does Then he this. goes and fucks you all. Uh-huh. So, yeah. What, what's his name? David Campbell. David Campbell, you're a bad man. You're a bad man, David Campbell. So, yeah. Scott's going to be a three-time champ. So, yeah. Please listen to me in a few weeks. And also go back and watch the NXT... Listen to the NXT... The NXT TakeOver special. I'm getting confused because I'm also on next week and NXT UK is next week. I'm getting confused. He is seething and shaking with rage at the moment. Ooh. Ooh. Shake, like the Simpsons. Shake her, son. <laughs> We're shaking now. There we go. Yes. And, I've, and I've run out of cookies. Damn it. Could no this, cookies. Could this day get any less? Now that when uh, Sheldon gets his World of Warcraft account hack, that's why I feel like there's not enough camel tea in the world to call the rage in my heart. <laughs> but moving on from that, I just had to get that out. Do you feel, do you feel a little, a little yeah, better? Yeah, like, I've been, I celebrated his win at the square goal only for him to turn around and use it against me. Like, he was supposed to be our insurance. Lousy, lousy, lousy man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, didn't even use expletives there. No. Oh. Rising above that. Yeah. But anyway, moving on, I'll try and calm myself out. Didn't I think... Talk about like some chamomile tea. No, thank you. <laughs> I think some Fraser might calm me down, do you think? I think so, yes. yes. It won't calm me considering the episodes we're going to cover, but... We'll, we'll find the good. That'll we'll find the me. good, yes. So, here we go. <sighs> Double Fraser. We're starting off with Fill Me Once, Fill Me Twice. Which <sighs> starts off... Weirdly, neither of these episodes begin in the booth. Start in the cafe. Yeah, start in the cafe where Niles opens the door for a lady. She does not thank him. And he goes, well, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> Which, uh, I'm with Niles in this one. The heights. And I'm like, 
Yeah, weirdly, I get more annoyed about that than most other things if nobody says thank you when I yeah, hold the door. Yeah, if, if you're polite enough to hold the door for someone and they just go, mm-hmm. it's as if they expect it, like, well, yeah, I could have slammed the door on your head. And, and if you say thank you, if, like, or if someone holds the door for you and they say thank you, the least you can do is say, if they say thank you, the least you can say is you're welcome. Well, yeah. if you're holding the door and they say thank you, they say you're welcome. Because, well, because then if... It's then, common courtesy. It's like, yes, you... Because then, if you're holding the door, they say, like, if you don't say you're welcome, mm. you kind of look at the arsehole because then you think, aha, look at me, I'll open the door for you. You know, I, I get that sometimes, like, um, say if I'm waiting on a bus. Yeah. And someone's waiting to, a lot of the time, I'll, once the bus door opens, I'll just go, aye, I'll go yeah, ahead. That's what I do too. But if someone doesn't say thank you, where, it's a, it's a tiny thing, I'm kind of like, well, that's a little rude. Or not when someone does that, I usually just know, I just say, no, no, you go. And then the bus driver, eventually after four or five times, the bus driver will say, well, one, you just get on. <laughs> Sick. You go, no, you go, no, you go, turn around, where the fuck the bus go? <laughs> 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 that took you a second there, didn't it? <laughs> anyway, yeah. yes, Niles, Niles <laughs> holds the door open. And he goes, yeah, I feel like I'm the only person here with any refinement. Smell my hands. <laughs> I'll have to pass, thank you. <laughs> he's talking about how he, he's so happy we sell that he pumped his own gas. Yeah, feel yeah. that. Feel that in the far part first right cast. And then uh, now, uh, that no, Ross comes in and goes. She goes, here's that. Give him this take. Goes, what's that? And it's for me and Dad's new Wednesday night ritual. He was a part of the famous chili we set up in the couch watching an Angie Dickinson movie. And I wish I were dead. <laughs> and then Ross decides not to sit with them. And now goes, are you avoiding me? She says, well, you always have some more comment to make. Like what? Well, last week you said my bedroom's easier getting into the community college. <laughs> I was hoping that would be the one you'd pick. And Fraser forces them to sit together while he goes and gets uh, her coffee. Yeah. I don't know if you noticed this. I only noticed, I watched this twice this episode. I only noticed it the second time, right? Go on. I don't know if you noticed it. It's kind of a blinking, you'll miss it. But as Fraser's up and they're talking, you can actually see, you briefly see Nathan Lane's character walk by the table. Just a kind of a split second, like he just and he's gone. Never he's, saw that. He just walked by and obviously that's also the moment where he grabs <coughs> where he, he takes grabs Rachel's briefcase. Yeah. yeah, which I never noticed before. It's a subtle wee thing. I need to watch it again. Like I, I know I usually don't watch the episodes, and then you give me criticism for that. But well, I, well more often than not, you remember stuff. At least once it's been explained. Generally, I don't need to watch this <laughs> one or the one we're going to what we're going to be reviewing after this one because both of them. In my opinion, are so shit that they're not hard to forget. Yes, you know, and Nathan Lane, mm-hmm. and I, I, I probably will offend someone when I say this. Oh God, here we go. <laughs> but Nathan Lane playing a straight man just doesn't work. <laughs> it just doesn't. Okay. He is, he is as gay as Christmas. Yeah, see, I don't think that's bad because you are gay, so I don't think that's as, oh, that's taken as bad as it could be. Like, I think the point is some gay men are better at playing straight characters than others. Yeah. Like, how, uh, Neil Patrick Harris became famous for playing Barney Simpson on How Many Other Notorious Womanizer, yeah, he, despite being happily married to his husband in yeah, real life. He, he can play a straight man very yeah. easily. He can play a fucking... Dan Butler. Yeah. He can play a straight man pretty damn easy. Uh, but Nathan Lane, he, he, he don't. But, yeah, I say that, uh, 
they're just struggling for small talk and he goes, with a nice jacket, offbeat. Then he goes, and uh, Rod just flies on and like, oh, and then you mean cheese? And she starts running through and goes, that's what you meant, right? Yes, but I had no idea. I didn't you were going to pick up on it. So you weren't telling me. Yes, but you guys a few shots yourself. <laughs> this is fun, wasn't it? <laughs> and Preacher just hears that last bit and he's like, I'm such a good therapist, I sometimes amaze myself. Mm. That classic Fraser ego coming in. Yeah, he's like, yeah, I did correct. And then he realises his case is gone and goes, someone must have taken it. And then he sees somebody coming in. He sees a, a, a priest. And, he, and then he goes, where'd you get that case? I got some from a, some of the nuns in my parish. Or so you're a priest. And why would a priest be carrying a Bible and some rosary beads? What do you think you're looking for? And you dig into the movie. I lent it to Monty, you're supposed to give to you to give to me. Apparently you forgot. <laughs> Sorry, Fraser, I really thought it was your case. You had the same fear of your leather. I gave him that case. I know. <laughs> well, I don't like the back and forth between Rose yeah. and Niles and that bit. Mm-hmm. But you never really seen, like, see if we'd have done more of that in the early seasons. Mm-hmm. Because the two of them were always, like, mm-hmm. yeah. firing away with it, you know? But, uh, <laughs> he's been kept on hold when he's trying to replace his cards or, or put them stolen. And uh, and he's just telling goes, I mean, you may man, eh, but right now, I could kitten through an electric fan. <laughs> and then he's, and Martin kind of gives the advice I'm assuming you would give in this situation. Essentially, say, hey, um, go keep your guard up because people stink. Yeah, I would say, I would, I'm very Martin on that one. Yeah. This is here, this is a co- you know, constant clash of ideologies between Fraser and his Martin. Dad. Yeah. Uh, dad says like, well, he's also like, being a police officer probably hard for him. But he's like, you shouldn't really trust. You can't trust people. But Fraser believes in the goodness of people. He goes. And he finally gets out of hold. He goes. Well, yes. Well, I'm in the middle of a speech right now, so you'll have to hold. <laughs> May I just put a slight pause on the review just a moment to yeah. bring up a, a minor grievance I had. Yeah. The fact that John Mahoney was ignored in the Oscars memorand and memoriam right. section. Felt like it was kind of sad. I know. Especially considering he was a movie actor as well. I was gonna say, I think maybe because he's more famous for TV, but like, like I said, like he did appear in a number of films. So. He did. Mm. He was in uh, like Clint Eastwood one in the Line of Fire. Mm. It was Clint Eastwood's buddy in that one. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's... But it's just a shame when you think when I'm someone. Trying th- I'm trying to think about a reason why as to why, but. Really I can't think mind. he was. He was a. He was a famous actor. Yeah, no, he was very he was. well known. So mm-hmm. it's just. It's a little shameful. Mm-hmm. But as you were saying, that's what I was saying. Well, aye. So then they're arguing about that. Yeah. Then Daphne tries to give an example of when she moved to London. Yeah. I was looking my head down, not trusting anyone. But I thought this is no way to go through that. I was mad up. I'd seen sights I'd never seen before. <laughs> the whole old man came up to a little note, and to this day I can always I can still remember what I said to that old man. That's not how you spell fellatio. Yeah? <laughs> and, t- and you can tell... I, d- I think this is good to grammar. <laughs> and then I think Kirsty Grammar was trying not to laugh in this bit because uh, he goes, who pointed to proof? Yours or mine? No idea. <laughs> uh, That's not how you spell fellatio. Yeah. rats of show in the booth and Ross has been over, overly complimentary to him and he immediately goes, what do you want? <coughs> remember when I said my friend's going to answer, I need a Friday off? No. No, you don't remember? Or no, I can't have Friday off. Take your pick, I'm being generous. <laughs> and then he gets a phone call for obviously for Nathan Lane and he's like, yeah. he's saying like, oh, I got your, I found your case. He goes, are you sure it's mine? If you look in the upper left-hand corner, there's a little watermark. 
It's a less carelessly by a champagne flute. It's got all your stuff in it. Oh yeah, that too. And he's not got his wallet. Obviously, then he arranges to meet him. He's got his car keys and all that goes. He meets him at cafe. Arranges to meet him at cafe noir. So he's all afraid to like see people are good. Yeah. And Ross tries to agree with him. Like yes, because it's something called car. You're not getting Friday off. And then I think I would have liked to see another bit between him and Ross there, because then he he refuses her Friday off, and then he gets kind of screwed again. So I would have yeah. liked to have had a bit where Ross says like, "See karma." Yeah. And tries to again weasel, his, what weasel ha- our Friday. Off. What happens? Nathan Lane steals his car because yeah, he's got his spare key. And like uh, before that, uh, Niles again gets ignored. Uh, like oh, I just don't. Know. Well, you know what it's like when I'm around a beautiful woman. And I start to feel dizzy and blood rushes to my ears. <laughs> like you feel your courage and like stand up for yourself and all that. And she goes, yeah. she goes. This first she goes to goes, No, I'm. I know you and your. You only through life above everyone, but now I'm finally going to have courage to say, I would like to buy your coffee. Please try the poppy seed muffins. <laughs> yeah, he's, he, he has no backbone. And he just pauses, this is and his freezer goes, a little brutal, weren't you? <laughs> I don't know what happened. I just, I said, I am first, and then I all heard was blood rushing. <laughs> don't worry, Niles. Soon you'll be home to Mars, and you'll forget you're ever near a beautiful woman. <laughs> There's a bit more and Niles is like agrees and then someone looks back like Yeah. <laughs> and he's talking a bit meeting them and goes and then Niles, Niles points at what what you mean the guy who has your car keys would you mean here because you knew you'd have your car? I know that my car is safely rolling down the street. <laughs> <laughs> he runs after him because he turns out the guy stole his dry clean ticket. Uh, stole his good suit. Yeah, his good suit because there's a dry clean ticket and he goes stop stop that well dressed man. <laughs> <laughs> and cut back to Martin and uh He's reporting it to someone, he's like, yeah, it's my son, Keith, so we can get a couple extra guys on. He goes, I know, that's it. And he goes, remember we used to call guys like him? He just laughs and he goes, this is still my son we're talking about. <laughs> and, uh, hey, remember we used to call guys with him down the station? <laughs> yeah. Hey, that's still my son we're talking about. <laughs> then Peter comes in and, uh, like, talking about how he's car goes on. He goes, and his dad starts taking the fist with him because he knows the answer. He's like, Oh, what happened today? Hotwire? These guys got fingers like PN. <laughs> and he goes, no, he had the key. Oh, so he made a pro, huh? Made a wax impression, made a spare key? No, he took my briefcase and used a spare set with that. Oh, so he tailed you, learned your routine so you knew where the car would be? No, I met him at the cafe. <laughs> or what? Discount. Decaf be, be lattes and biscotti. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you, the town crier? <laughs> And his, his dad tries to reiterate the whole thing with it. Spear thing goes, Head, I want you to take two things. One, take that father and his best smile off your face. I'm not a child. <laughs> What's the other thing? I wear your car to go to the movies. Slicer, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, again, at the. And he's briefly rolling, and then they get a phone call for someone called Denise. goes, She said she was out with you last night. <laughs> I don't know anyone called Denise. And Ross immediately the nosy. Mm. He knows it. Oh, speakerphone. It turns out somebody that they, she was looking for the other freezer. Like, like you know what this means? Yeah, she told him it was. She told him he was you, and it worked. She went home with him on the first date. No one ever goes home with me on the first date. <laughs> and then she says she won't be able to meet him. So then he now he knows where this guy is going to be. Yeah. And he goes, "I'm calling the police." No, I'm going to go out there and confront myself. He goes, "You were fi- you were fixture fixture." You know, Shakespeare said. He who steals trash steals something. Yeah. But he who steals my good name 
Oh, I forgot that much. That makes me so mad. <laughs> and he gets to Lacey's underground and he's asking this woman, have you seen a man in a well-dressed suit? No, just you. <laughs> no, I said, no, only you. Still, he's not based it. He touched that, he touched that, this woman goes, I'll create your cream, and then she mistrusts him because she's sort of, yeah. she listens to the show and you knows somebody's been impersonated, but he doesn't have any idea on him to prove otherwise. But yeah. this is a pipe you've had with this episode. She screams, she listens to the show, that's how she knows someone's impersonated him. Can you not recognise the voice? It's Kelsey Grammer and Nathan Lane are on different yeah. sides of the vo- vocal spectrum. He's very deep, he's very high pitched. Nasally. Yes, like, <coughs> he's, he got more. Kelsey Grammer has more gravitas in his voice than I Nathan love Lane. that word. Yeah, gravitas. Mm-hmm. Then she leaves, and then in comes Nathan Lane, and we're just looking at each other, just like, oh god. Like a nice suit. Oh god, it's good. They're like, hey, god, they're like, okay, I give up. And goes down again. Yeah. But he's like, Frasier does his whole thing. And God, God love him. He's doing his whole stupid Frasier thing, like trying to find the good in everyone. Like He's like, you gotta, you wanna, probably want to call the police. No, I want to strangle you until your eyes pop across the room like champagne corks. <laughs> like, and when he finds out that one's not coming, damn, I put on my best suit. No, you put on my, my best, best suit. suit. And then he's, he explains, goes, ah, oh, let me guess, the tragic backstory, daddy didn't love me, mommy didn't pay any attention to me. Oh no, my, my well, parents I, love me. <laughs> no, what was it, kid next door stole my baseball glove? No, I was the kid, the bully next door. He just points out he's, la- he's just too lazy to get just, a real job. Just lazy, just so lazy. Yeah, a little bit of loud shot here, a bill, personating, but who has the time for all the planning to go into a bank robbery? Glass cutters, lyric mugs, who does that? Yeah, I can I can kind of see his point to an extent. Yeah, <laughs> I can see his point. Yeah, but like, he's like I'm lazy. <laughs> I know, so am I. But like, so he said, so he, he Fraser tries to be a good like tell me do the right thing, turn himself in. Yeah, and much like most things, there, so when it involves Fraser trying to find this guy, yeah, you I know, just, you know it's. I go love wrong. it, right? If he calls the police, the police come in and he's like, "What does Nathan Lane do?" That's him, officer. No, no, he goes to the so the police doesn't avoid, but then that woman has gotten two other police officers yeah, yeah, thinking yeah. he's in prison. <clears throat> and he goes, no, he's in Arthur. Tell, thank God you're here, officers. Yeah. <laughs> and he's free to go in there like trust no one, officially not that lazy he bastard. bastard. <laughs> and then the yeah, the post credits is uh, Niall's finally being thanked for holding the door, and then only realise that woman stole his watch. <laughs> Mind he just sits there and he's all happy and then looks at his thing like oh, he runs it <laughs> do you want to wait till the, then the next episode to create it or do you want to create no, it no I'll create it now where would you create where would you put your thumb down yeah I'd oh. put my thumb down I do not like that episode I would put it more a middling middling to down because like it's, it's not bad enough for me to give it a full down you see the reason I give it a down right Granted, there is a lot of good back and forth between Roz and Niles, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of good funniness between, you know, Martin ripping the piss and mm-hmm. blah blah blah, but you get that in a lot of Fraser episodes. Yeah. And there's a lot of Fraser episodes that have that to it, and they're a lot stronger. Mm-hmm. The main story arc in the episode is woeful, in my opinion, because the, cat, the whole. Fraser is. Is a bit naive, yes, but he's not that much of a fucking dumbass. It's kind of thing. The idea of like books 
smart and street smart, I think is what comes in this episode. And Frasier always knows what's best, but even though his dad has dealt with criminals before, yeah. and his dad is trying to tell him better, tell him better but Frasier always feels like he knows better. I suppose. And I think the whole thing between him and Martin, and Martin taking the piss out of him after he gets his car stolen, and stuff like that, that's why I can't give it a full mm-hmm. down. But it's not, I don't think it's, it doesn't make it bad enough for me to give it a full down, but I also can't give it a full middle, yeah. so it's middling from the top. Well, it's I'll, floating between do you the know, two. I'll, I'll rephrase my, my, I'll redo my thing, middling to down. Yeah, but you don't have to change this, because I... No, because you're right enough, because the Martin stuff is funny, and Fraser mm-hmm. is kind of stupid, you know. But you're middling to up, I'm middling to no, down. No, I said I was middling to down. Oh, well, so, I'm middling so to So we're down. both middling to down. Yeah, because I just, I don't like Nathan Lane in it. <laughs> he irritates me. Yeah. You know, irritates the hell out of me. I, I feel the way about Nathan Lane in that episode the way you feel about Mercedes Rome. Who? Kate Costas. Oh, fuck. And we're, no, we're going to deal with more than just one episode of her, though. You know, she, she it was her birthday the other day. I don't care. She's 71. Good one, Lord. Yeah. 71. Oh, God. As I try not to yawn. Uh, so this one again doesn't not start in the booth it actually starts in the home and I actually don't think we go to the booth at all in this episode one of the few episodes we don't go to the booth yeah that's a rarity mm-hmm. and uh, actually I don't think we even go to Nervo- do we even go to Nervosa in this episode I'm unsure I don't think we do but uh, I won't talk about it as we go on so, so I think most of actually it takes place in the home but anyway uh, should we not tell the listeners what this one's oh, called oh yes it's called uh, You Scratch My, my book. book yes, yes. but uh, in comes Martin and Frasier from into the apartment and Frasier, um, sorry, Martin's giving it to him like when a guy, but a guy who cut them off and said Frasier said, said something goes, hey, when the guy's got stitches on his nose and what was it, Ta- what was it? Yeah, yeah, tattoos. Tat- yeah, tattoos and stitches on his nose. I think it's fair to say he's sensitive to criticism. <laughs> and then he's got, then he sees that he's been reading these help, self help books yeah. by uh, called uh, what's this here have a rainbow. rainbow. Dr. Honey Snow. I think he reads the scribble. I quite like it. She's very popular. Oh, that's great. Tells people there's nothing wrong with them. They're perfect and people like it. What are the odds? <laughs> and uh, don't forget how there's a book scene in Actually, there's something else. She's it? like, oh, I'm going to go to a book scene. Oh, wait, I've got the daily exercises with Martin. No, I think it's before that. I think, I think there was something else they said, but I can't remember. Anyway, I'll cut to when Niles yeah, comes yeah. in and he goes, he's uh, giving out raffle tickets. And uh Oh sorry, he's giving out his raffle tickets, yeah. Because he goes, uh what's the what's the prize here? Uh I think it's for Maris's opera thing or something like that. Yeah. Lead Soprano, this is very I'll come to your house and pour on the ride of the Valkyries Valkyrie. if you win. We've sold AM tickets so the risk is pretty minimal. <laughs> oh. oh, who's been reading this Dr. Honey Snow? I have. she's great, isn't she? Yes. <laughs> And uh, I just love the look that Fraser gives him, like, typical you would agree with Daphne. Like, and mind you, he does a similar thing when he sees Honey later on, but you know, yeah. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. I don't, I don't know why, but go on. I'll, I'll, I will hold back on my seething criticism until later. Kinda. God, she looks like. Uh, she's talking about a bit of but then Jeannie's uh, help Martin with sipping that. He goes, 
Would you mind going to the end up the crate? I but, would rather uh, attend the hoedown. I have my reputation to think about, so what's the big deal? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that when I know the lines, I would go by, I've got my comp- compulsive spending seminar and I'm hoping to unload the rest of these raffle tickets. <laughs> it, like, I know this is also the episode where he does the whole thing where a bit Daphne invests money. Does he do it here or is it in a different scene? No, it's in a different scene. Oh wait, no. Is it here? The broker? Yeah, the broker. His broker, yeah. Well, fuck it, we'll just cover it anyway. Right. <laughs> uh, no. Oh, there's something to put the whole broker thing, but I can't remember it. Because I know he's giving he's our money back later I've seen, but I don't remember how old they had. His, his broker put him onto a good stock tip. And he made a good return. Yeah, and then Daphne asked. And Daphne's like, maybe I'll have a wee go at that. Yeah. Oh, and she goes, and she goes, and then goes, nothing, it's just a honey snow, it? nothing ventured, nothing gained. Man, she must have the cover for some scrupulous hack, steals it. <laughs> <laughs> and then they go, then he goes with Ross uh, during their lunch wait to the scene, and she goes, and, and Ross goes, oh God, not one of these other hooks. Don't change, you're perfect. <laughs> and they're both taking a piss in and goes, get her to sign it for me, would you? You're over there. Why can't you do it? I have my reputation. It's a big deal. <laughs> Go on, get it signed now. I'll take you for lunch. I think you a nice dinner, a nice lunch. It looks like awful. <laughs> and then uh, the woman comes up to him talking about. He goes, "I love how she always says to stop and take a moment and give yourself a mental hug." I'm giving myself one right now. It's actually less of a hug and more of a Heimlich maneuver. It's <laughs> like, all right, guys, sign. All right, let's get out of here. No, don't you know she wants to meet you? I do not want to meet, meet this woman. woman. It's like, no, don't you know? Do you not know what she looks like? What will that matter? And then he changes to when she meets, like, I'm a, f- a big fan of yours. Now I've recently become one of yours. And now I can say it. Why? Why? She looks like. I don't know what she looks like. Her head is square and her body looks like a box. And she sounds like a drag queen. Granted, Fraser is balding and a little chubby. Maybe and, that's and, why he thinks that's the best he can get. Maybe he's just desperate. I don't know. Maybe maybe it's just different standards at the time. She is not an attractive woman. Maybe at the standards at the time she was. The fact that that woman was a fucking model and married or going out with Gene Simmons from Kiss, but then again, he looks like a fucking fright and all. But Jesus, man. I know. Anyway, she looks atrocious and she talks a power of shit. Can we, can we move on though? From yes, that? yes. Talk about, talk about the episode, which we'll get through yes. the episode, man. There's some good stuff when Niles coming up. Anyway, he come, he, and he goes like, they both kind of give each, give each other kind of backhanded compliments. Mm. And that, and that's you. And I love, I love the advice you give, Doctor Crane. So elegant yet so simple. Oh, how about those metal hugs of yours? Can't get more simpler than that. <laughs> and then, uh, we've done in Rod's like, I'm waiting for my lunch here, like, I gotta go to start with my appetizer. Oh yes, you go ahead, I'll, I only want a little nibble. Yeah, yeah, I can see. <laughs> and then he, he, he arranges to meet her later on, and then he's at, he's at, at the apartment with, yeah, with Niles. With Niles and that, and, uh, he comes, he, uh, sorry. He comes in. No, sorry, Niles comes in and to give Daphne her stop. Talked about and he goes, he said, Oh, which poster is your back? Number eight. Huh. Seems to be more of a scenic Buddhist approach to the rest. <laughs> and he goes, Maybe you should have invested because you gave her back her, her 400, same $400, but with $200 profit. 
Which was legit, that one. That was a legit one. And she kisses him and he's like, you're all happy we sell, like... And he goes, well, you could reinvest it. Call it rolling it over. Okay, and then spins back. And uh, he's like, what's going on? Your brother just gave me $200 and now he's going to roll me over. (laughs) Niles, communications breakdown. (laughs) Kind of reminds me of the one where he dropped the necklace to nothing. Like, I'm just hiding it. Where? Tell me blouse. I suppose Maris will never think of losing the word there. <laughs> and then he goes, oh, where are you off to? Where are you off to? You got, you got a date. With who? And then just my old smuggy goes, Dr. Honey. No. I didn't think you might, I might not want Miles to know who I'm going out with. Yes, right before I said that. <laughs> he goes, you're going out with this woman? How could you go? This woman is a choice. There's anything you just know. Oh, my. <laughs> and obviously, from the way you described Maris, I don't think, Mar- I don't think, uh, Nails' standards are very high either. I know. I know. I know. And he goes, no, I'm not alive. I wouldn't let her analyze him. <laughs> analyze his brain or some shit like that. Oh, shit. And then he meets her and he's like, doing all the hugs and that. All that. He's like, oh. And he says, oh, Dr. Niles Gray and I read your piece in the I got your journal there. And he stops listening to this like, long, complicated tale. He goes, oh, I read your piece in Cosmo. Oh. You're a guy. Uh, Stodger done. <laughs> And then she uh, presents Frieza with our new... Our new manuscript. Our new manuscript. And I'm like, I'd like you, if you read it, if you like it, I'd like you to write the foreword. Yeah. And suddenly Frieza feels a bit on the spot and like he feels like he has to do it. Yeah, you know, and not he, to offend her. He finds he's only, quite clearly wants to, you know, <laughs> write off. Yeah. And, but he thinks she has professionally shipped. Yes. And then he goes, oh, the last, the last one, that's when I followed by Mickey Rooney. Oh, well, how can I possibly say that? And then Daffy goes, just think, this time in a few months... In a few months? There'll be thousands of copies of this book with your name right in the cover. <laughs> no, it's just my ghost. I've got my Christmas shopping done. <laughs> and then it cuts to uh, in the apartment and Niles just snickering like, have you read this drivel? I'm trying to recommend the book. Reading it doesn't help. <laughs> and he goes, oh, there was a bit earlier on before Frieza went to the book scene and he sees... Eddie playing, and he goes, oh look, Eddie has discovered his inner puppy. <laughs> and he's like, it's so frustrating. That is the emotion known to one of one, one of God's creatures, man. Well, just for today, be a sunflower. <laughs> and then Daphne uh, comes in and he pays it, changes it, but he's paying about the stock again. And he's there like $400. And she's been Alright, but before that, he's just trying to describe this very how he feels, but honey just makes this weird noise, and then just his dad comes in and goes, talking about honey again. <laughs> and then, uh, like, Daffy's been spending the money, and then Ray just gives her my back, and she decides to like, get them all out for dinner tea. And then he goes away, and Peter just confronts him and goes, You know, I trusted the same stuff that Daphne did, but seemingly mine's declined, and hers went. Well, how do you explain that? Well, clearly one of us is lying. What are you up to, Fraser? <laughs> I do like that bit. And it does explain that the first one was legit, but then after that it got tight, so we couldn't tell Daphne that he'd nearly lost her life saving, so yeah. he thought, I know he better than that. He goes, you're putting your... You're giving a woman money in order to gain physical affection. We're talking about the world's oldest profession. Here to the Disney version of it, but still. <laughs> and, uh... She comes, Daphne comes back and she said she's going to take them all to follow Jack chicken 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 or something like that yeah. and she gives them the money back to invest in them and then uh, Freezer tries to up the pressure and he goes I'm not coming back down for $7,000 and 
And then Martin <laughs> kicks in. And then he goes, hey, he goes, oh yes. And he goes, just hold those chest pains you can learn whatever today were indigestion. Yeah. Or there's a bit earlier where she eats that fair check and she gets him and goes, and this was for Wendell. And he goes, did I mention Wendell as the secretary? <laughs> but when... Niles just turns to me and goes, he turns to me and goes, I hope you're happy. <laughs> You're, you're, you're using. You're a, deceiving a woman for your own personal gain. The, the pot to the kettle. You're using her to gain physical affection, and the difference in your case being. Your woman is English. <laughs> Face preacher, you've lost this one. I know. I know. She's going to take a little while to step off this particular high horse. <laughs> your woman is English. I love that. It's the way he says. Your and the difference is your woman is English. <laughs> Just turns Face the phrase, you really lost this one. I know, I know. You have to go out of particular high This, I know, he's just crying of that, you'll know, you won't get to sleep really because when will I ever get another chance to see such stuff over us? Don't worry, brother. And I'm just special. Chicken, chicken, chicken. <laughs> and then he, he comes back from his date with honey and she's trying to, she puts his can, sandalwood can on to try and oh, relax she's him. like, he comes in, he's all kind of freaked out about everything. He, he's trying to explain to her why he can't read a bit, but she's trying to have sex with him, and uh, he, keeps, he keeps going for it, but then he's like, no, I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But see, the thing is, his weird reaction to when he takes her jacket off, and like, you just came back for dinner first. Surely that's not the first time you've seen him without her jacket. It's a weird thing. Probably not, no. But she looks more like a box when she takes the jacket off. Although she does, does get one good line in. She goes, she goes, I can't do this. Oh, don't worry, I have a candle for that too. No? Okay. No, she's not funny. <laughs> Alright, fine. Even a little bit. Alright. But, uh... Alright. So then he eventually tells her, like, I can't really afford because your brick's not very good. So then she agrees on because she said you only wrote Yeah, it. she's like, I am so attracted to you. It's so good to hear a man being honest. Yeah, because, like, she said she rushed the book out. She just wrote in so much of trouble to meet a deadline. Yeah. Which, when you think about it, when I, and most, I mean, I know, I just start extending sentences. I thought that instead of, like, using, like, like, go on with the tax tour, like, I just extend shit out. Yeah. Like, because there'd be a thousand words. I thought this would be because of... I was, like, trying to extend shit out. Probably not the same, but, you know. No, it's the same. It's the same. But anyway, uh, and they start being honest, like, he criticises the work of it, and then she criticises him, like, he's constant use of French and every conversation and how much yeah, it goes on about wine. But then he takes Oh, what is it? It's like... Every time you talk about wine, I wish I, I, wish I had the gun. And then he, he makes a mistake and he goes, he, he takes I it. thought your first three books were trite and saccharine. You know, he, t- he took it just a bit too far, didn't uh, And she's just, just the look on her she, face, the expression just seems like... She just stopped and she's like, I'm immensely proud of my first three books. Ah, well, you should be. You think they're, they're trite? trite and saccharine? Trite in their truest, in their truest sense, like, trite and true. Ooh. And saccharine? I love saccharine. Use it every day. <laughs> And then she just kicks him out and he's trying to beg her, like, could you not give away your forgiveness exercises? Hug? No. He's, he's, and, then, and then she's like, it's good you like saccharine, Fraser, because you won't be getting any honey tonight. And then the whole episode, that is the only funny thing she says. And then the host is everybody looking right on comfortable on the couch as apparently they've won that raffle that Niles was talking yeah, about. Yeah, the big, the big, big woman doing the thing. Yeah, and the Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Paul. Down. I'm just going to give it a... Hate that episode. I'm just going to give it a middle, because, well, Niles saves the episode for me, where he just takes the piss out of 
I'm I'm sure he does, but I I. Any time I am watching my Fraser collection, I gen I generally skip that one, because right. it just puts me in a bad mood. All right. Fair enough. I do not like that episode. I've tried many times to like that episode, but I do not. Well, we've been here for a while. We've got talked about a lot, but before we go, we're going to talk about a few things briefly that okay. haven't done raw. <clears throat> we are, and it, uh, ah, we can manage it. Yeah. I, I would like to say a, a massive congrats to Roman mm-hmm. because he is beating his cancer battle. He is winning his cancer battle. He, the battle he's in remission. Yeah, that's good. And it was good to see him looking so fit and healthy on Raw. Yeah, he Come managed, back, even managed to do a bit of wrestling. Yeah, yeah he hit a spear and a... Yeah, and a Superman punch. But he, he looked so happy. Mm-hmm. You know, he looked, he looked so... I like, mean, obviously he's happy that he's beaten his cancer, but he yeah. looks so happy to be back. And he just like overwhelmed with fun, like, and some and some people like, oh, it did go on a bit long, like it's a three-hour show, like I think Give like, the guy a, 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 a fill time thing, and like how like how blessed he feels and like that, and yeah. he goes and he goes, he wants, he doesn't care about now. I don't think he cares much about when chance it's about using his platform to help people who have been in the same situation he was. Yeah, in. but fucking like they say, it went on a bit long. Give the guy a fucking break. I said you could say, I didn't say anyone was saying, you know, but you know. Good, it was really good to see yeah. him back. Like, yeah, I think it was good, like, because they, when they opened it, I only, I stayed up to watch just this thing and then ended up going to bed, right? Yeah. Then they opened with the whole, the video package, the recap, and when he left, so you're like, oh, they're going to open him out, and then the thing about it, and that pop that he got, yeah. there was something else. Yeah, that was cool. And people chanting, this is your yard, and chanting his name. And It was really good to see him going around the like, yeah. barrio and, and signing shit. Aye, and taking selfies with people. Yeah, it was and really then. good. And then, like, it's getting there, it's like, oh, this is all good, like, all this pop, like, but it was, uh, like, we don't know what he's basically, he could come out, like, thank you for all this pop, by the way, it's getting worse, like, he could have, we don't know what it could have been, it could have been bad news. Yeah. And you, I think, I don't think they would have him on national TV announce anything yeah. that bad. Yeah, come but, on to TV going, I'm dying, yeah. shit. No, but, but he came but out and he was like, we're not just hitting the fences, I'm hitting this out of the park, man. He mentions the remission to him as a pop, and everybody's like, being like, yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's the news, like, obviously he <laughs> and everybody was hoping. Yeah, you know? but apparently he is actually going to be around more regularly now. I don't think he'll be stepping back in the ring just yet, but he will be kind of around, I think. Yeah. I think there's a chance he may be, uh, he could be, in the, if he's not fit to wrestle, he could be in the corner of Rollins come Mania. Well, that'd be good. Like, I did hear that he is... If he is fit, there he is actually looking for a spot for him. Yeah. For Mania, if he is fit enough, I don't think it's right to really just just jam just jam him back. back in again. Like, like if you have him like just if he and Ron's going, and then like if he's clear by then, if he's cleared, then you can have him the night after Mania, and then he's like, I'm cleared by the way, and then you can like then start building up food from like you can maybe build to him and Rollins in the ring because like for uh, Roman to go after the belt because they didn't lose. True. Because he, he had to vacate the belt. Like, you know, but it's good for Roman. But you see, the thing is, I went to bed after this segment, right, because I was knackered. Yeah. And I seen that they were advertising uh, Ric Flair's 70th birthday celebration. I thought, uh, you know, Becky will come in, that'll be a whole thing, and that, because Ric Flair and Charlotte and all yeah, that. Yeah, I don't think Charlotte was actually even involved in the segment. And, no, she wasn't even in it. I don't think she was in the room. And then I wake up, I, I woke up, uh, uh, scroll, uh, scroll through Twitter, and uh, I see a video of Ric Flair being dragged backstage by Batista, and I'm like, like, when the fuck did Batista come back? What the hell did I? What am I missing here? And then, then it turns out Batista's back. He beat up old, old man Rick. And uh, 
to send a message to Triple H. Yeah. And look, did you see it though? I seen it. Did you see it? Aye. We got your attention now, Hunter. Huh? <laughs> 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 Just thought the weird noise. Huh? I actually wrote a piece about the, like I said earlier, about the whole, uh, the whole, about the whole, for them more sports about this match and the possibility, like, does it fit on the Mina car? Because on the one hand, you can say, like, you might have, like, of like, Kofi Kings and Seth Rollins and big, like, kind of the up and coming, the fan favourites winning, like, championships. When you think yeah. about having this on the same card, might at first seem, like, uh, odd, but when you think of the fact that WWE loves a bit of nostalgia at Mania and, like, the fact that it doesn't look like, for the moment that either Cena or Taker will be on the show. <laughs> like, they both, considering both of them were in a match last year, they've both been big parts of me for years now. One of them has. No, Cena has. He's been in big matches. Every, like, the match with Sean at 23. Don't, just because you don't like it doesn't mean he hasn't been in big I, matches. I, I don't remember him having a match with Sean. You were saying 23? No, I don't remember that. What happened? No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. Yes, it fucking did. No, it didn't. Yes, it did. No, it didn't. I won't acknowledge anything that man has ever done. Oh, that's just stupid. That's just childish. I know. There's no way to go through life. <laughs> but I'm missing my hair. Enough with the hair. <laughs> no, I remember. You had a haircut. You're not in PTSD. I may as well be. But no, it's... It is interesting. It's good to not see like Undertaker and Cena because it's it's bad when they always go for yeah, the same. Uh, like either like thing. for that, that's an aspect that's missing from the show. Uh, so maybe just having this one part timer based match on the, well, the Saja based match on the card, yeah. while everyone else people because they're everybody else, maybe that's. The as best. long as we don't do something stupid like make it near the end of the mania or like a yeah. big. Because like, you know they'll make it they'll like. They make you promote like all like several show. like several different matches are all main events. No, they main event at the last match. Yeah. As long as, as long as that doesn't go on last, then fine, because there's no reason for it to. And I think no. If anything other than the Becky match goes on last, there will be a riot in in New York. Most probably. Uh, so that and also, you think about it. I think Batista probably has to win then, because like he had been adamant that he wants to go out in a match at Mania on against Triple H, so it'd be him going at his own terms. Yeah. And plus, he just recently turned fifty. Did Batista? Did he? Yeah. And uh, Triple H turned fifty later this year, so like it's kind of a case of like if not now, then he might not get a chance because he's Hollywood. the age of a hundred. He's he's wrestling. He's uh, Hollywood schedule is filling up, and like I think you can tell. Like I don't think it's any coincidence that the next Avengers film comes out three weeks after Mania. <laughs> so it's a it's a wee bit of hype as well. A little bit because I think the whole thing was he was going to win the WWE title as a babyface in twenty fourteen. And that didn't go well. And then go uh, take the belt on his wee press tour for the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. Which WWE didn't think was going to do that well. And then guess what happened? It did well. Yeah. And they were all dismissive of it. And then suddenly, weirdly, as Dave Batista, unlike The Rock, who gets successful, and or Cena, when they start having a bit of success, WWE wants to be associated with them. Whereas Batista, when he starts having success, will get with James Bond and Marvel Cinematic Universe, the big two, these two big financially successful franchises. Yeah. They suddenly don't. They want less and less association with them. So like at one point, he was almost in consideration to be Ronda's partner at Mania instead of Kurt. Yeah. But then, but then suddenly they stopped. Talk, they just stopped answering his calls, which is a bit rude. Yeah. And I think everybody forgot about this match because like the whole the old T SmackDown one thousand, and then uh, Triple H injured his peck, like Tori's peck at uh, Crown Jewel. 
Yeah. And there's that nasty picture, he's big bruised. Yes. And uh, everybody thought it's not going to happen, then suddenly this happens, and now, weirdly, Batista is the heel and Triple H is the face, seemingly, which is not what you would expect. Yeah. But I'm sure, like, like you say, like WWE's been a little dismissive of him. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's going to be part of the... <laughs> yeah, I think the there's a whole thing, like, do I have your attention? Because, like... He hit, maybe this is, he's going to bring up the fact that I always wanted to come back and want to be associated with the company, but you didn't want anything to do with me. Well, and, now we're going we're gonna to have to aye, now, pay like, attention. Now, 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 he is going to be on Raw next week, so that's be interesting. Be good. Yeah, and uh, like, like, I think of it, because like, it'd be weird now, because when you think of it, the whole point of Triple H has never beat me, and now Triple H is the face in the story. Like, most speaking logic would imply that Triple H would win. When you think about it, what does Triple H have to... What is, what is what, Triple H going to achieve by winning? Uh, do you think, because oh, the night before at the Hall of Fame, he's going in with DX. Yeah. So, like, he's alright. He, and the fact he's in, you got the position he is in the company, like, I don't think he really needs to win, like... Yeah. Well, so yeah, let's talk about that. The, the Hall of Fame, the whole of DX, and that includes Triple H, Sean, which makes Sean a two-time Hall of Famer. The only, well, like, now just him and Rick would be the only two-time Hall of Famers. Yeah. They, they two, China, Road Dog, X Pac, and Billy Gunn, all going in together. So the whole of DX. Although if you want to get picky, you could say Rick Rude and Tori, but you know. And I, Kane. I for, could and, say K Quick. And Kane for two weeks. K Quick. I know K Quick. Yeah. And uh, was there no somebody else? Oh fucking and Hornswoggle going two thousand and nine. But no. <laughs> no, we won't. We won't have that. So you don't. So you don't want. Hornswoggle to come back and induct them. I'd rather have K Quick. <laughs> well, K Quick is Artruth now, and Artruth is doing. No, Ar- do you know who I'd like to see introduce them? Mizark. <laughs> Mizark, anyway. Anyway. Or Belo. <laughs> oh, speaking of Belo, he randomly brought up. The uh, we did this documentary, I think it was because it was Black History Month. Yeah. They did a documentary about Mark Henry. And uh, D'Lo popped up quite uh, frequently in the in the documentary. I'm like, Jesus, when was the last time D'Lo was on TV? WTV? Yeah. Then he, I remember he was like a producer for TNA for a while. Big, like not, big? not too not too unhealthy, but a bit bigger than he was when he was when he still run. He's not match fit. Not match fit, but he's not <laughs> not dangerously. I heard he was a bouncer at Godfather's strip club. Aye, and I mentioned before that uh, occasionally every now and then they'll, a woman will come out and they'll play Dilo's old theme song. <laughs> Can you imagine how good that would be? You go, you're a wrestling fan, you go to a strip club with that run by the Godfather, you see Dilo Brown, and as, a, as you're watching this woman dance, Dilo Brown's entrance music comes on that. <laughs> Weird, but uh, yeah. Can you imagine if we lost a bit of weight if like, we ever had him as a secret <laughs> entrant in the Rumble or something? Oh. What if he could do with Aye. You know, I wonder how you could do it because I can't do that for more than a minute without getting dizzy. I can't, I can't do it at all. I don't even know if I'm doing it. I look like an epileptic chicken. Uh, <laughs> no one but D'Lo can do no. it. Well, no. Road Dog done it well when he was ripping the fist. Uh, like, so took, D'Lo and well, B'Lo. Well, technically, uh, you can get. You, we're also counting Chris Tucker, I think it is, in that because that's where D'Lo said he got it from. And Chris Tucker and uh, the film Friday yells at the guy, Zeke, or whatever his name is. You just got knocked the fuck out. He's way swivelling. He said that. We swivelling. He said that's where Dilo said he got it from. You just got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, that's the. That's the thing. Uh, it's a curious thing because, like, obviously the big story every focusing on is China's going in 
Yeah. But then that started the argument. Should China have went in on her own? Yes. Or China should have went in on her own. But like the fact that she's in it all, I think, is just another thing. Like it's the thing with we're in the thing with the whole thing. Like things you never thought you'd see. Like with for with Brett coming back to get the whole thing, and then Macho Man going in, or the Warrior coming back, and now China going in. Yeah. It's the whole thing. Or like Jim when Jim Cornette came back after trashing WWE for years, came back to induct the Rock and Roll Express. Like that's the whole thing with all famous people you didn't expect to see going coming in. I heard the the Heart Foundation are going on as well. well there was but that, it's like original Heart I, Foundation. I, that was the rumour for a while that it was gonna be them too and Jimmy Hart, they were gonna be in the first interviews and then suddenly DX was announced. And like when you think about it, I'd much rather see the full Heart Foundation as in like ninety seven Heart Foundation. Yeah. Like Pillman. Pillman Owen. Bulldog. Bulldog. Because like you said, like China going and gets DX going and gets China, which is what fans wonder. But a lot of fans are there both want Bulldog and Owen to go in. So that was that's two. That's a way to get him going. But obviously the whole thing around Owen's widow still having issues with WWE, and that's that's her business, but. You know, the fact that even Brett is saying to to chill the fuck out now. I know, but Brett's not going about the best way. I think one of the ways he said it was, I think it's time she gets over it or something like that. Like, oh yeah, that's, you just get over the death of your husband. Yeah. But uh, what was it now? When, when you were the guy pres- encouraging her to sue them when he died. 99, so it's been... 20 years. 20 nearly, years nearly, 20 nearly years. since Owen died. Jesus. 20 years. Jesus. It's quite a thing when you think about it like that uh-huh. but you'd think after 20 years right uh-huh. you'd think she would at least think about it in the sense of like letting his legacy be remembered yeah you know because he was like, a- you had mark henry's hall of fame speech last year with with uh he had she was in the hall at the hall of fame last year and mark henry tearfully like saying there please let Owen be in the Hall of Fame. She was at the Hall of Fame. I think she was at the Hall of Fame. Or somebody in the Hart family was there, and he was like uh, Mark Henry was begging being during the he's Hall of Fame. Like, Owen needs to be honoured up here. He should be on this. Yeah. Has she has she came out and made any kind of statement? Well, I, well, I think the fact that Owen I think was recently using some video games or something like that. I think that is a slight step for because like before she wouldn't let him really use friendly. Like, Owen's in the video games. I think he was in the video games, and they also made like a wee like. He makes these wee documentaries that like they made one about Owen, yeah. I think the King of Hearts or something like that, or Heart of Gold or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like they made one of them, I think the fact that they got permission to do that for her, I think it's because I think it's a slight step forward, but you know, slight, but it'd be nice to see him yeah. actually remembered properly. <laughs> I mean, he had he had a great career, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, he did. Also, also, I think the whole thing I think takes away from the fact that weirdly, Billy Gunn is a Hall of Famer. It's yeah, just, it's just not a sentence I thought I would say. And Xbox, uh, how many times is he a tag champion? Seven, something like that. I don't know, six maybe. Three, no, six, eight. Oh, well, Road Dog six, three. I think with no, four. three with the smoking guns. Six with the outlaws. Mm-hmm. How however many times with Billy and Chuck? I think it was only twice with Billy and Chuck. So. Six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven time tag team champion probably at he, least, and he had the record for like <clears throat> the most combined days of the tag champ until Kofi Kingston beat him recently because obviously Kofi had a number of random parts like yeah, Truth, Evan Bourne, Punk, and obviously now two at least five reigns with the New Day, one of them being the longest reign of all time. So that obviously yeah. adds up. Yeah, because that beat with demolitions, yeah. didn't it? <clears throat> and he also 
beat like Kendrick and London's reigns as well. Like they were longer in WWE tag champs. Yeah, they beat that first and then beat the emotion. But then also we got another Hall of Fame announcement. He's got long sideburns and his hair slicked back. He's just a honky tonk man. man. Which, yeah. which is another really big surprise one because he's outspoken for years criticizing all of them like it's not a real Hall of Fame. Like he, like he said about Sean Michaels in the show, like if Sean wasn't Vince's boy toy, he'd be gone and he knows it. <laughs> well, like, it's weird. Well, I remember. Like, like if, like, I remember, I think if Jimmy Hart is not going in the Hall of Fame, it'll be Jimmy Hart that inducts him. I remember him criticising Bret Hart and all, mm-hmm. you know, on a shoot interview he did once, saying how Bret criticised him for not hitting him hard enough, and then Goldberg goes and kicks him in the fucking head and gives him a stroke. Now his dick doesn't work, I think is what the Honky Tonk Man said. No, yeah, I think he was only, apparently he was, I heard recently he was only maybe a transitional IC champ. He won it for his but he may lose it to uh, uh, Jake Roberts. Then Jake Roberts I think, got suspended or he got yeah. injured or something like that. And then at Mania 4 he may lose it to Ryan Savage and then refused because he was being a dick. <laughs> Good. And then he lost to Warrior at SummerSlam, as we all know. Anyway, so yeah, and uh, I don't know who else is going to go in the Hall of Fame this year, but we could talk about it in our future episode, but there are rumours of Taz going in this year. Taz? Yeah. Why? Well, I don't know. Who else going to spoil what I was looking for? I don't know. Like, you know what they'll do is probably, like, he's how they always get around video packages for certain people for when they have things they don't want to people remembering, so you know it'll be big clips of ECW on his debut and then immediately in his commentary or nothing in between that I mean, nothing in between no, nothing to do with his tag title run with Spike Dudley or or his woeful multiple hardcore title battle royals or his feud with Jerry Lawler have, have Jerry Lawler should be in a fucking Hall of Fame for putting up with that girl well he already, well, he already is he went in in like 07 oh there well, you go that's alright then but uh where are you going Well, it's better wrap up. I know, I know. Yeah, I'll do it. No, no, I think. We'll, I wanted something to smoke. No, no, I think they'll do Hall of Fame wise. They'll have some VCW, like probably, most likely Paul Heyman. Yeah. You know, I think if they're going to talk about his WWE run, his commentary run, I think it would be nice if Michael Cole inducted him. Because he and Michael were the voices of SmackDown for a lot in the early brand split. And, when I think of it, so I mean, Terry Teen Special for when I was younger and watching SmackDown, I think Michael Cole and Taz. Because yeah. they were synonymous with that. Because I mean, when Michael went over to Raw in like 08, he talked about how shocked he was. Like, I've, I've been a part of every SmackDown episode except for two. Like, and how much so shocked he was to go to Raw. Yeah. So, you know. So I think that'd be a nice one, even though, is, people, is, even though people would boo the shit out of Michael is Cole. Is Taz making... still involved with the WWE? No, I think he does it like a weekly radio show or something like that. So, ah. Like, since, like, how long has it been since he was part of it? I think he left in, like, 08, 09, because then that's when he went to TNA and did commentary, and then yeah. he left them in, like, 2013, 2014, something like that. So basically, once the failed ECW show Aye. died, Taz left. Oh, well, they go talk about ECW, they could get Joey Styles to induct them. That'd be cool. That'd be probably cool. Because cool. Joey Styles actually does work in the offices with WWE. Yeah. He actually talks about on an ECW thing, like, we've looked back at the thing that he was doing with Paul Heyman, he said he kind of wishes, like, he'd gone straight from, he'd gone straight into the job that he currently has, because he, so about how he enjoys, I can't remember the actual title of the job he has, but yeah. that he wishes he could just avoid the whole WWE versus ECW thing entirely and gone straight into his current position. Mm. 
So yeah, I think that's uh, I think it's fair mix up for. I think we gave people more than their fair share this week, didn't we? Yes, I think so. Yeah, and uh, we've got some good stuff to come up in the next couple of weeks. Next week, a challenge has been laid down, and I know Paul only did this because he knows he has a better chance. But next week, I'm going to stretch my quizzical muscles that don't exist <laughs> ahead, ahead of the Mania quiz by, by taking on Paul in a quiz of a different kind. What are we doing, Paul? We are having a Fraser quiz. So, you want to do the essentially 10 questions each, like we did like we did with the wrestling? Yes. 10 or 15, which one do you want to do? I think 10. 10. 10 questions each. What, um, what, pray tell, what, what if we answer each person's questions flawlessly? Should we have a, should we have a... We, we've some bonus questions in the case of a tie. We will, we will have a sudden death question. But what will be, uh... What will be at stake? So we, should, we, should, we, never, we never discuss what would be at stake. And... Well, how does this suit you? Mm-hmm. I will buy, mm-hmm. in preparation for the contest, I will buy four cans of s- cider. Mm-hmm. That you, that Copperberg shit you like. I will buy four cans of Copperberg. Mm-hmm. You will buy. Half bottle of Eldorado. I think that is of a similar price scale with four cans of cider. Possibly, probably yes. Well, a half bottle yeah, of Eldorado yeah, is probably, a probably. 50 kind of range. Probably, but the same. So a half bottle of Eldorado <laughs> to your cider. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. No, you. Know, I'll probably let, even if you don't win, I'll probably let you keep the Eldorado because I have no use for it. Uh, there we go, then. There we go. We'll buy the same thing. You buy four ciders. I'll buy four ciders. So the winner goes away with eight ciders. So think to what we did last time with the wrestling quiz. Yeah. Okay. The winner goes away with eight cans of cider. The loser goes away with nothing but shame. Yeah. Paul's got a lot riding on this. He likes to he likes to put himself as this Fraser expert. And so. No, well, I just like to win. But if he doesn't win, what does he have left? Well, he has have, he, have my shame. Yes, he, he, he would have his hair, but he doesn't have that anymore. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! I do have my goddamn hair. I was not expecting asshole. I was not expecting that reaction. Though, I'll be honest with you. But anyway, I do have my goddamn hair, man. But you yeah. don't know nothing. Moving on. God. <laughs> so I wasn't offended by that. No. We have uh, we have other stuff coming up. I'll, I'll just say here we the following week. You know, then we will have a. Retrospective on Roman Reigns. So we'll be looking at looking at his run as debuting in the Shield up until his recent return return to announce he's thankfully in remission. And I think it was good to yeah, we're going to objectively look back on the run of Roman Reigns both as part of the Shield and as a singles wrestler. And singles wrestler, yeah. And yeah, try and look at some of the things that went right, a lot of things that went wrong with Roman. I think we should also well. I, I believe we should be neutral because I don't yeah. think it's fair to be uh-huh. and I'm not saying this because he's so popular now but I yeah I was not saying being neutral trying to objectively look back and like objective, you know? let's just let's just try and watch these things what it is because yeah. I think a lot of like Chris even when he did good stuff was kind of tainted in some people because of the hatred that they had towards him yeah but I, I do believe it was just silly I mean even I was guilty of it for a time yeah because we, I, I, I thought it was a little dull 
we all had our moments of Roman hatred, but... Well, I don't know about you, I wouldn't just say Roman hatred, I had just mild dislike. Well, more, more so, like, hatred not towards him himself, but also the character. Yeah. That's more than that when we talk about wrestlers we don't like, more, it's more, more so the character. I think more hatred towards the way the company were pushing him. Yeah. You know? As the, com- as the company, I think it was... <laughs> the fact that the poor guy had been, it was immediately associated with John Cena, because the company mm-hmm. were pushing Reigns the same kind of way that... Mm-hmm. They had pushed Cena. Because Cena kind of had that rush as well in the mid 2000s because they had the comparisons to when Hulk Hogan would beat everybody at the same thing and then. Yeah. Hulk Hogan then. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many fucking WrestleManias did he win in a row? Uh, like six? So, no. Not five because he lost the WrestleMania. He lost it. No. No, technically, actually, no, three technically because WrestleMania 4, he, he, and, uh, uh, he and Andre went to a double date. Double DQ, so oh, Randy could yeah. win. Mind you, he, did, he still pulled the spotlight in the main event, though, didn't he? Yeah. Uh, and, and at Mania 9. All that's left to do is to remind you to follow us on Twitter at SB Rambling. Get me at Scotland 96. Like our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Rambling Podcast. Uh, find us at Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, all good Android podcasting sites. Yeah. Is it my choice for music this it's week? It's not. It's my choice this week. Are you sure? I am sure. You picked last week. Was it last week? Yes. Alright, calm down. <laughs> yeah, I well, was looking forward to it, that's what I remember. Did I talk about Amsterdam last time I was up? Yeah. Okay, then it was then it's you then. Ha 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 ha. Excuse me for being confused. It kind of blends together at times. So, what's your choice, man? Come on, we've got places to be. Better wrap this up. Okay. My choice for last week, a little different. Mm hmm. It's going to be Panama by Van Halen. Yeah. Cool. It's just... And I have... Usually I can give a lot of explanation behind my song choices. Mm-hmm. But Panama, for a time, was always my go-to song in the pub. You know? Because it's just... It's got such a good intro. You know? <laughs> and it's like... Van Halen, man. You know? Yeah. It's so good. Fair enough. Here, here, here's Paul's... So, choice this week, Van Halen. We'll see you next time with the Fraser Quiz. Yeah.